0: It's game day. You only got one job to do. That's win. That means you stay focused for four quarters. Know your assignments and finish on every play. Don't be looking for shortcuts, and don't even think about making excuses. Because if you want the W, you're gonna to have to earn it.
1: UltimateSportsTalk.com now presents Mount Saint Joseph Lions College Football. This game is being brought to you by The Wishbone on Dell High, Casa de Sasi in Apple Creek, call 330 830 9760, The Inner Blessings Christian Bookstore at 4002 Harrison Avenue in Cincinnati, Murphy's Promotions, call 330 464 1970, The Mount St. Joseph University, and by Tap Sports Bar at 6441 Glenway Avenue. Mount St. Joseph University Football is a presentation of Ultimate SportsTalk.com. Now let's go to the stadium for today's game. Good morning, everyone and welcome back. To Schuler Field on the campus of the University of Mount St. Joseph. I'm Dave Mitchell along with Blake Watson here tonight and we've got college football action for you on com as the Mount St. Joe Lions 1 and 0 on the year coming off their victory last week 38 to 21 over capital are at home for the first time this season as they take on the DePauw Tigers who are playing their opening game of the year. They were 8 and 2 a year ago, 7 and 2 in the NCAC and Blake, as we talked about on the pregame show, this one should be a very good ball game between two teams that are very good offensively.
2: Yeah, it should be a high-scoring affair. Um, Both teams like to air it out and throw it a bunch. Uh, I know, like we said before, DePaul's um,
0: got a new quarterback, but
2: it's going to be the same system, I assume. I got a feeling they're going to try to run it a little more than uh, than, uh, they did in the past. So we'll uh, we'll kind of see how it goes. I think our offense is going to be up to the task, though.
1: Well, Corey Hastings and Newt Presswood last week, boy, they ran the football extremely well for the Lions in that ball game. As the Lions are on the field now, as they just came through the far end zone. The Lions are dressed in their dark blue uniforms with white numerals, yellow trim, and for the Paw, they are in their road white uniforms with blue numerals and yellow trim. We're glad to have you along here tonight on UltimateSportsTalk.com, bringing you this football game as the captains are together at midfield. And this, for some reason, Blake, this captains meeting for the opening coin toss is taking a long time. I don't know what it is.
2: Uh, I know Nolan Miller is out there. He likes to talk a lot, so maybe he's asking a bunch of questions. Uh, Looks like the Mount won the
1: toss. Lex to defer. So it will be... DePaul with the football to start out the ball game. Let's give you their starting lineup, at least what they have told us it will be. Matt Lobbes will be the quarterback, number 22, a six-one, one 197 197-pound junior from Westfield, Indiana. At the running back position will be Ramon Lopez, number 24, a 5'9", 189-pound junior from St. Charles, Illinois. At the wide receiver spots are Ben Wilson, number 14, Jake Hogan, number 7. Those two are seniors. A junior, Andy Hunt, is number 17, and another senior is number 13. That is Nolan Ayers. And across the front line, it will be Andrew Saunders, Thomas Cunningham, Daniel Lockie is the center, Jonathan Brugman is at right guard, and Jeremy Trudell will be the right tackle. That's the starting offensive lineup here tonight for the DePaul Tigers. And that defense for Mount St. Joe last week, they seemed to have a tough time in the first half, but in the second half they started dominating things, seemed to get their wind.
2: Uh, Yeah, they really settled in and uh, started defending the run, which is obviously the most important thing in football. you can stop the run and make a team one-dimensional, you can beat them. And they're going to try to do that again today. They're going to try to force the ball to beat them throwing the football. Um, and I think we got a good shot at doing that. Our defensive line has worked really hard this week,
1: and they're veteran. They're a veteran group. So Dupa is going to get the opening kickoff. It is it is Porter who is going to kick it away. Mount Saint Joe is going from right to left across your computer screen. Dupa set back to return, and bringing it in will be Michael Grace, and he lets it go out of bounds before it gets into the end zone. So the penalty will give it to DePaw. At the 25, they'll mark it out to the 35-yard line after the penalty.
2: That's that's a cardinal sin for kicking the football. off. You cannot start the game off that way. I know Jerry's an all-conference performer. He can't do that.
1: And last year, or last week, I should say, ball going to be spotted at the 35-yard line after the after the penalty. But last week, the Lions played very penalty-free football in the game. Super clean.
2: Just started off with uh, a penalty here kind of not what we expected after the game last week.
1: So with the football is DePauw. They've got a first to ten going from left to right across your screen. With it is Labus. He's out of the shotgun formation. To the right of him is the running back Ramon Lopez. They've got receivers out wide on both sides. Handoff given to Lopez right up the middle on the sweep and he'll take it up across the 40 and he'll be stopped right there at about the 40 yard line for a gain of Call it five yards, and it'll be second down and a long five yards to go. Yeah, Colby
2: Webb collapsed there down on, the, on that run. It was a bit of a read, a zone read up the middle, and Colby
1: made a nice tackle. Second down, five yards to go. Levis, the quarterback, six-one junior. He drops back, throws it out into the flat on the near side, and it is complete to his back, Jake Hagan. Hagan from Indianapolis, Indiana. Gains three on the pass. And it'll be third down and two out to the 43-yard line.
2: A little speed out there. It was was a really nice route. And Tyler Hanna made a good play to keep that in front of him. Um, He was actually guarding someone else and came off his man to make the tackle.
1: Now they bring in an H-back into the backfield. So they've got two men just off to the left is the H back and dropping back Levis hands it off to Lopez he's going to be stacked up at the line now it gets away from a tackle, spins forward gets across the 45, out to the 46 and picked up the first down the Lions him behind the line of scrimmage but he kept his legs moving, picked up three in the first down
2: yeah, the Lions should have stopped that for sure um, they had him stopped in the hole when he rolled off he just kept turning them
1: legs, it was a good run so the ball out to the 46-yard line, still in DePauw territory. 13:49. We've just begun here from Schuller Field. Labus is going to throw it up the left side. It is complete. He's got it at the 30, 25. Makes a move inside to the 10, to the five. Touchdown. That was a good route. A
2: uh, really well-designed play. They ran uh similar to what they ran on the short side earlier. Um, they ran a, a, a quick out underneath a, a go route and. The cornerback stayed with the out instead of carrying his man up the up the sideline.
1: Looked like Ben Wilson got that. These numbers are hard to see on the back of DePauze uniforms. They're yellow numerals with dark blue trim on them, the back of a white uniform. So they're very, very difficult to see. Coming in to attempt the extra point is Jake Tanner. Tanner out of... Zionsville, Indiana, and he puts it up, and it is through. So, with 13:38 left to go in period number one, DePaul draws first blood. They lead it seven to nothing. Here's in the same location, the Wishbone Tavern is moving. Join them on September 23rd for their grand opening as they move just yards behind their current location on Delhi Avenue in the Delhi Plaza. But only the location will change. The Wishbone Tavern will still serve the best wings and burgers in town and offer a relaxed and family-style atmosphere. With a menu full of fresh ingredients, hand-breaded appetizers, and great wings, your mouth will water from the time you walk through the door. The Wishbone Tavern is a part of the community, providing fundraisers and sponsoring local teams like Mount St. Joseph football. The Wishbone Tavern, open every day at 11, and don't forget their grand opening September 23rd. Well, a big touchdown score for DePaul to open up this ballgame, and with 13.38 left to go in the first quarter of play, it is nothing DePaul on top of it. As we said in the pregame and earlier, they scored 404 points total last year, and on their first possession of the season, they throw that touchdown strike, and it's 7 to nothing. Set to kick it off now is Jake Tanner. Tanner will punt, kick it away and back set to return his blinds. He's going to backpedal into his end zone and take it about midway in the end zone and just take a knee. So, Mount St. Joe will start at first and ten from their own twenty.
2: Yeah, our offense is going to try to find a way to answer here. Uh, hopefully, Chayton can lead us down the field and and, uh, and and equal this game up. We're going to have to try to. I think we're going to try to control the clock a little more than we did a week ago. Run the football. Um, try to keep that high-powered ball offense off the field. So, thirteen
1: thirty-eight left to go, and Chayton Tomlin comes out to lead. The Lions as he has got Presswood behind him. Now Tomlin just drops back, throws it to Glines right in the left slot, and he picks up four yards out to the third twenty-nine yard line and a gain of four second down along five. AJ Glines is a lot like
2: a tight end for Chayden Tomlin. He's just he's a security blanket. Um, always goes there for the
1: good easy completion. Seven nothing to Paul with the lead. Tomlin in the backfield with Presswood now he'll hand it off to Presswood right up the middle and he's going to be stacked up and down maybe lost a yard on the play back near the 28 yard line and that'll bring up third down and about six yards to go for the Lions just nothing developed yeah big number 70 he, he beat his block quickly and got in the backfield and made that a tough run Presswood still to the right of Tomlin ball on the near hash mark trips out to the right hand side to the far side Tomlin. Handoff goes to Presswood. Off left tackle. Cuts across the press to 30. The to 35. at the first down. Spins out of the tackle. Across the 40. Out
2: to the 42. First down. There's a reason they call him Nuke. He, uh, he's a really tough kid, man. He does not go down on first contact a lot.
1: Not at all. Gain of 14 on that run. And it is first down for the Lions. Well, that's a big call there to go third and long
2: and run it off tackle. That's, that's That's a tough call.
1: Ball at the 42. Trips out to the far side. Out to the near side is Tucker. Tomlin with Presswood right behind him. Drops back. Looks out to his right. Now spins out to his right. Throws it over the middle. Incomplete. Uh,
2: Kendall Sproul and A.J. Lyons are in the same spot on that. and Kendall Sproul kind of laid out to to try to make a play. And if he doesn't, A.J. Lyons
1: catches it right between his numbers. So the incompletion brings up second and ten from the 42-yard line. Lions in their own territory. 12-10 remaining. Clock stops on the incompletion here in the first quarter Tomlin still with Presswood to his left ball in the near hash receivers out wide on both sides moving on the line but no flag now there's a flag down Tomlin's gonna roll out to his right he's gonna be hit dropped that right at oh. the 40 yard line for a sack loss of about two but there's a flag down here on the near side and it looked like DePaul jumped.
2: DePaul was showing blitz there and I don't know if chain went hard count or what it was but this The right defensive end absolutely jumped off sides, and I think they got the snap off before he got back.
1: And Tomlin really took a smack on that sack, but he's up and walking around and appears to be okay. He's shaking that right hand a little bit. He got popped. Um, So it will be a penalty against the paw for off sides. So the moves it out to the 47 yard line, second and five. Tomlin, ball in the near hash mark, trips out wide right. Gets the hand off to Presswood. Check that, that's Hastings. He's going to take it up around the right-hand side and is dropped after about a two-yard gain.
2: Looking at third and four here. Um, The Lions ran it last time on a third and long. So that kind of leaves you wondering here, will they run it again? They're kind of in no man's land again. It's, it's a, a short punt and a long field goal, obviously, if they get close. Um, they might even be in four-down territory here.
1: Check that. That was Presswood dropping back Tomlin now on this third down. He throws it out into the flat, tried to get it to Tucker. looked like it might have been partially touched at the line of scrimmage, but the ball falls incomplete, fourth and four. And the Lions will elect to punt it away. We don't stat hurries a lot at,
2: at the D3 level, but that he was absolutely hurried to throw that ball. He would throw it way before he was ready um, and still ended up on his butt.
1: That might be something you're going to have to consider.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully Jerry Porter can pin these guys back a little bit and the defense can...
1: So Porter back to punt the football away from the 48 yard line. Good kick. Takes a nice Lions bounce inside the 15, inside the 10, and it'll be down near the 5 yard line. What a great punt. 47 yards on the punt. About 20 of quarter. it was,
2: about 20 of it was a roll,
1: so he, he got that good spin. So it'll bring up first and 10 for DePaul. They're gonna officially mark it at the 6 yard line. Now we just got to stop them, which is something that they were unable to do on that first drive with that touchdown pass. Labus on the first drive, well, through the the touchdown pass. And he'll hand the ball off to Lopez, and Lopez keeps those legs moving. He's out across the 10 to about the 11-yard line after a gain of five. He just keeps moving those legs, and he's tough to bring down.
2: Yeah, we're going to have to figure out a way to stop that run. Um, that's that's, that's going to be the, a
1: big dictator in what happens in this game. Second down, five yards to go from the 11-yard line of DePaul. Tigers with the football, Lopez to the left, and fake handoff, Labus is going to keep it himself right up the middle, across the 20 to the 30, to the 35, to the 40, and tripped up from behind and dropped down. Right at the 43-yard line after a gain of 32 on the carry.
2: Uh, defensive coordinator Rick Thompson is really upset on the sideline right now. Somebody has m- missed their assignment bad on that play. Left a wide open hole up the middle for the quarterback.
1: Another first down on the play. Gives DePaul out of danger. Out to their own 43-yard line and moving with the first down. Lavis fake handoff. Throws it up the right side. It is Incomplete. Tried to get it out to his attendant receiver, Andy Hunt, but it went right through his hands on the near side and incomplete.
2: Got a late flag on the far side over
1: there.
0: I wonder what that is.
1: Well, as we look across the far side, it was away from it was on the other side of where the play was. And it was late. So maybe it was something about the sideline infraction, or maybe somebody got into a little tussle along that side. Uh, I see a couple of ball players
2: pointing at Mount guys, so... I'm not sure what it was. I haven't seen any signal yet from the official.
1: And they still can, are continuing to talk. Looks like the
2: ball's backing up. Maybe it's a hold. Well, let, let's see what the official has to say.
0: Nothing. <laughs> his,
2: it sounds like his mic's down.
1: Um, yeah. Ineligible man downfield is what he called. So the ineligible man downfield knocks them back 10 yards. And it moves it back inside the 40 to the 39-yard line, and it will bring up first down and 15 yards to go with 10-12 remaining in the first quarter here from Schuler Field. Well, honestly, that's the best defensive play we've had so far. (laughs) You're right. Labus with Lopez to his left. Labus drops back, now rolls out to his right, tucks it under, across the 45 to the 50, into lion territory and down to the 47 yard line with 10 minutes exactly left to go. So he got all of the penalty and about another eight yards on the play for a 13 yard gainer to bring up second and two from the lion 28, or 48 excuse me, and they're gonna move quickly. Labus out of the shotgun, fake handoff, throws it out into the flat, it is complete on the play to Andy Hunt and Andy Hunt takes it across the 45 to the 42 yard line gain of five and another first down for the Tigers there's just way
2: too much space out there to operate for DePaul right now they are hitting guys in space moving on the quarterback on that last play where he scrambled was flushed out of the pocket so we got good pressure
1: but there was no contain on the backside. receivers out wide to the near side trips movement on the line but the Lions get back And now Labus is going to look over to the sideline and get the play as he tried to draw the Lions off but couldn't do it. Two receivers out to the far side, trips to this side, empty backfield, and the throw over the middle incomplete. Trying to dump it off underneath two Nolan Ayers, but he threw it too low. If he he catches that, he might
2: run for a while because there was nobody really on him. Um, It wasn't a very good pass. Labus was hurried a bit by it looked like Dustin Applegate on that play. Um, right now the Lions
1: are having a heck of a time of trying to keep up with the receivers for the Tigers.
2: Absolutely. Their defense is clearly back on their heels.
1: So with the ball at the 40-yard line, second and 10, Labus drops straight back, hit as he throws, incomplete. That time the Lions got good pressure up the middle from Applegate, and the crowd appreciates that.
2: And yeah, Nolan Miller was the guy to end up with the contact, but it was all because of the pressure from Applegate right in his face. Lavis tried to go ro- roll to his left just a bit and Nolan Miller was there so he threw it away kind of.
1: Hunt out wide to the right then trips out to the near side. Lavis on third down 10 with 909 remaining in this first quarter 7-0 DePaul on top of it. Lavis looks over to the far side to Bill Lynch to get the play call. Lopez to his left. Drops back. Labus looks over the middle. Heavy rush again. Throws it over the middle. Incomplete. Lions showed blitz there and came with everybody. Left her cornerback's on an island, and the pressure got there. So it's fourth down, 10 yards to go, and the Lions hold, and the Tigers will be forced to punt the football away.
2: Lions better be careful here. This is a notorious spot on the field for a fake punt. Um, I would be really, really aware of where everyone is on this punt coverage.
1: Hunter Sego is the punter. He's a 5'10", 185 pound junior from Madison, Indiana.
2: I think Hunter Sego actually doubles as a wide receiver on this team too, so he's athletic.
1: So Sego will punt the football away. Back is Tucker and Blinds, and Tucker is going to let it hit at the 10, and it's going to bounce sideways and go out of bounds at about the 9 yard line for a twenty one yard punt, but no return. They're gonna mark it out of bounds at the eight yard line. So that is where the Lions will start with eight fifty six left to go in this first quarter of play. Seven nothing. DePaul leads it here at Schuler Field. First home game of the season. Next week the Lions will be home, but it's an afternoon ball game against Bluffton as the Heartland Conference starts. Yeah we kick off HCAC play H
2: C A C play next week. Um, And that'll be big. we got to start that HCAC off with a win.
1: Tomlin in the backfield, and he's got Presswood right behind him. Receivers out wide on both sides out of the spread. Handoff goes to Presswood, and he's going to take it right up the middle and be hit right at about the 8-yard line. No gain on the play. That was
2: actually Corey Hastings on the run on that one. Um, Lions offensive line is not doing a very good job of creating any space for the running back. Even the one big run we had by Presswood... Um, was kind of all on him. There wasn't really any room there.
1: Now Hastings still in the ball game behind. It's fake handoff. Tomlin then throws over the middle. Complete the glides at the 15 out to the 18 yard line, close to a first down. And if they've got him spotted correctly, it is a first down for the Lions.
2: That was a really good play by Chayden Tomlin there. Good read, pulled it out of the running back's belly and hit the Lions on a quick slant. And AJ Glines is the guy you want coming across the
1: middle. Eight eighteen left to go in this first quarter. Seven nothing to paw. Lyons with the ball out to their eighteen yard line. Tomlin with Hastings behind him. Fake handoff. He's gonna tuck it under and take it up the middle across the twenty and hit and drop immediately. And then the defensive back that hit him and dropped him looked like Brooks. Hep is the one that dropped him and boy he just stared down at Tomlin while he was on the ground
2: yeah he almost I, I bet he was close to getting the taunting penalty there two, two yard d- gain Chain better watch out
1: taking these hits he's, he's not a huge man out of the shotgun Tatum the only man in the backfield trips out wide right Duo set receivers to the near side, and the throw is complete to Sproul. Sproul's going to be hit at the 24 and dropped right there. Gain of about two yards on that pass completion, and it brings up third down and four yards to go now for the Lions.
2: That's a similar play to what the Paul's been beating us on, um, that little quick out. Hastings is back into the ball
1: game at running back. Hastings and Presswood both started to come out onto the field, but... Hastings went in, dropping back Tomlin on third and four. He's going to throw the ball over the middle the blinds, incomplete. Boy, just threw it a little over the Lions head, or he would have had about a 20-yard pickup on a first down. Instead, it's fourth and four, and the Lions will be forced to punt again with 7.09 to go in the quarter.
2: Yeah, Tomlin's just a bit off again today, but it, it's not really him. It's the pressure. DePaul is all over him. They're in his face on every pose- on every pass. Um, and the receivers really haven't done a good job of separating and getting open either.
1: Yeah, I would anticipate there being some changes along the front lines as far as blocking schemes are concerned. Porter set back to punt the ball away from his 24. Gets a high spinning punt taken in at the 41-yard line. That's Seigo, He's going to cut it across the 40 out to the 45-yard line to the 47-yard line. So a return of six yards. Paw has a first and ten from their own 46-yard line. 6.56 to go in the quarter. Your score. DePauw's seven. Mount St. Joe, nothing.
3: Explore your nursing career options at Mount St. Joseph University. Built upon 90-plus years of experience in nursing, the Mount's nursing programs prepare professional and ethical leaders who promote holistic, evidence-based health care practices. The Mount's nursing programs are fully accredited by the Commission of Collegiate Nursing Education. Apply now at msj.edu slash apply to begin classes in the fall. Mount St. Joseph University continues to be a proven leader in nursing education.
4: Visit us at msj.edu.
1: Well, as we return to Schuler Field, L- Lopez got the handoff from Levis on first down as... Paw has got the ball first and 10 from their own 48-yard line. He gained about three yards on the carry out to the 49-yard line into Lion territory. So second down and a long seven yards to go.
2: Lopez Garrett gets three or four yards every time we touch the football. So they're running the ball really efficiently right now.
1: They're getting some good blocking across the front line.
2: Yeah, it's not exceptional because they're not breaking off their grounds but Lopez is running it for what
1: it's blocked for. Labe is fake. He's going to run the ball right up the middle. Got a first down across inside the 40-yard line of St. Joe down to the 38-yard line on the play. Call it the 37. Gain of 10 and another first down for DePaul. That quarterback run is absolutely killing us right now. We've got to figure out a way to stop that. He does such a good job of... Sticking it in the belly of Lopez and then pulling it back out and taking it on the run And that, that's a real
2: close to an equivalent of an old power eye because he, now he has a lead blocker once he does that
1: Lopez is going in the same hole Dropping back now fumble on the play on the handoff picked up over on the play by Andy Hunt And he's going to be dropped all the way back to the 47-yard line for a loss of eight on the play. That
2: could have been a huge play for the Lions if we found a way to get on that ball. We need one of those. We need something to change the momentum in this game. A big play, a big hit, maybe a turnover. It'd be really nice to get right
1: now. Second down and call it 18 yards to go for DePaul. But the way they've been moving the football, that's nothing for them right now. Labus. With the ball resting at the 47 of the Lions. Lions showing blitz. Here they come. Labus stands up in the blitz. He throws it over the middle. Complete to Hunt. Hunt's going to have the catch at the 35 yard line. And he's going to be dropped right there after a gain of about nine on the play. And it'll bring up third down and eight yards to go from the 35 of the Lions. So
2: this Matt Labus kid is
1: pretty impressive.
2: He was getting drilled right there and delivered a beautiful ball over the middle.
1: You're right. He just stood right there, looked the blitz right in the face, and completed the pass. Trips out wide to the left-hand side for DePaul, Running back to the right-hand side. Labus looks to his right, throws it over the middle. It is complete and dropped at the 22. First down on the completion to Hunt. On the completion of about 13 yards, and it's first and 10 for DePa at the Lions
2: 22. That's our best cornerback, too, Tyler Hanna. He was in decent position to co- on coverage, and the receiver made a really, really good play.
1: In the backfield, DeMarco Henry now for Lopez. And now check that, that is Lopez, and Lopez is going to run it right out to the 24-yard line, and he is dropped.
2: Big number 30, Colby Webb, one of our senior captains,
1: made a fantastic
2: read there um, and beat his block and got got Lopez in the backfield. That's a really nice play by Colby.
1: And check that. That was DeMarco Henry, 44, a six foot two pounds junior from Indianapolis, Indiana. No gain on – well, actually lost two back to the 24. And now that officially was our best defensive play of the game under four minutes and running left to go in this first quarter. Levis is going to keep it right up the middle. He's going to be dropped right at the 25. Loss of a yard on the play and the defense, the front four for the Lions came up big on that play. So Third what, and 13. What the
2: Paul's doing on that play is they're letting a free rusher come from the outside and then the quarterback is ducking under it and finding a seam because he's got five guys guys blocking three. That time the interior linemen of, of the Lions did a fanta- great job um, holding holding their gaps
1: and made the tackle so Labus with DeMarco Henry just to his right he's got trips out wide to the left ball in the near hash mark ball resting at the 25 yard line on third and 13 Labus drops back decent rush by the Lions throw over the middle complete at the 10 yard line again it goes to Hunt Andy Hunt with the catch at the ten and a first and goal for DePaul. That's another really good
2: pass by Levis. Uh, this kid is really impressing me so far.
1: He really is, and the thing is, is that the receivers are getting good separation at the line of scrimmage.
2: Well, they're getting good separation at the line of scrimmage. That was a well-covered pass there, and he made a beautiful throw where only his only his guy could get it. Just out of the reach of Colby Webb, our linebacker.
1: Now you've got two running backs in the backfield, Henry and Lopez, and Lopez gets the handoff up the left side off left guard, and he'll take it across the ten. Inside the ten, down near the five yard line. Two thirty six left to go in this first quarter, seven nothing to Paw, but it's second and goal just inside the six yard line of the Lions.
2: Again, Lopez gets four or five or three or four every time he touches the football so far.
1: Lopez in the backfield alone 217 remaining to go in the quarter Labus gets the snap he's going to throw the ball over the middle incomplete over on the right side excuse me almost intercepted on the play by the Lions defensively Tyler Hanna 209 left to go in the quarter seven nothing And ball resting at the six yard line just outside the five. Lopez with the running back to the left of Labus. Receivers, duos out on both sides. Blitz coming by the Lions, rolling out is Labus. He's at the ten, throws it into the end zone. It is complete for the touchdown. Well, he just ran away from the blitz to the right hand side and completed the pass for the touchdown to Nolan Ayers. Airs with the touchdown catch and with 2.03 remaining to go in the first quarter, it's now 13-0. DePaul leads it here at Schuller Field. Coming in to attempt the extra point, Jake Tanner, his second of the ball game. Boy, the Lions came with the blitz, but he saw it immediately coming and just ran to the other side, to the near side here. And found the receiver open. Now the punt is, or kick is up and the kick is good. We have got 203 left to go in this first quarter of play and your score is now DePauw 14 and Mount St. Joe nothing. Family owned and operated, Casa de Sassi is built on timeless principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Your trust is vitally important, which is why Casa de Sassi takes care of you like part of their family. With timeless values, their products are made to resemble the classic old-world Italian style. They offer granite, ledgestone, limestone, and more. Providing a quality product is just the beginning of the care you get from Casa De Sassi in Apple Creek. Call now, 330-830-9760. Sort of an ominous start to this one so far, Blake.
2: Yeah, I mean, last week we had a game full of momentum shifts. So hopefully we got one here and we can shift this momentum real quick. We need a long sustained offensive drive, uh, get our defense off the field for a while.
1: Tanner's going to kick the football away. Back set to return. Tucker and Glines with 2:03 remaining in the quarter. 14 nothing to paw on top of it. And Tanner's going to kick it away, and he's going to kick it over to Glines on the far side, and he'll take it in halfway inside the end zone, and he'll just take the knee. And for the second straight time on a kickoff, Mount St. Joe will start at their own 20-yard line.
2: It'd be nice to get a get a big play here um, or just you know sustain a drive. We need to figure out a way to get some offensive consistency. Again, our defense needs some time on the sideline to figure out what's going on.
1: And they are doing that right now just to the left of us. Ball the 20. Trips out far side. Presswood to the right of Tomlin. Tomlin takes the snap. Handoff, off fake hand-off to Presswood. Now throws over the middle of the lines, completed to the 35. They've run that play twice now, Blake, and it's been complete. It's been open both times for the first down.
2: Absolutely. They need to continue to get more plays like that. Um, I look for the Lions now They got this first down to go even a little faster if they can.
1: Ball out to the 35-yard line after the completion of 10 yards. Presswood now on the near side. Tucker to the near side, trips out to the far side. Tomlin with the ball in the middle of the field, handoff to Presswood, cuts it up the middle, now to the left hand side, across the 35, out to the 36 yard line for a gain of a yard He did a lot of moving for just a yard gain.
2: I'll tell you what, if he gets through that arm tackle though, big number 98 on the end for Nepal, that might be a 25 yard run. He had a lot of
1: space on this side So it brings up second down and nine yards to go from the 36 yard line. Presswood on the sweep left, cuts it across the 35 out to the 37 yard line. Again, another arm tackle and Presswood just could not break it and yard gain and it's third and eight from the 37.
2: Last two plays, Nuke's been one, one tackle or one block away from snapping off a big run. I look for the lines
1: go back to the air here to try to get this first down though. Trips out far side. Presswood to the right of Tomlin, ball in the near hash mark. Tomlin drops straight back, looks down the middle. Now cuts it up the middle. He's going to be hit and dropped for the second time tonight. Back to the 31-yard line for a loss of five on the play, and it will bring up fourth down. And that just might do it for the end of the first quarter. The protection has not been
2: good so far in the first quarter. They've only got two sacks, but... Chayton does not have time to
1: do what he needs to do back there. After as good as the offensive line played a week ago, and it, I believe it will be the end of the first quarter as the Lions are slow getting out onto the field. Thirteen seconds left to go. Got to be a lot of adjustments here at the in between quarters.
2: Uh, they're better because the Lions look a little shell shocked right now. Um, guys came into the
1: game flying high a little bit and. So, two nice touchdown drives by DePau in this first quarter, and they lead it at the end of the one. Your score, it's DePau 14 and Mount St. Joe nothing.
4: For most military service members, returning home is a joyful time. But when these troops come home injured, it can be the beginning of a long and painful struggle to recuperate, a struggle that can affect their entire family. The Coalition to Salute America's Heroes is a non-profit organization that has put together an array of support services for these heroes. They include programs that help with jobs and financial aid, as well as conferences that can assist them on their road to recovery. The goal is to help our heroes and their families transition back to civilian life with pride and dignity. Our servicemen and women all volunteer to serve and defend this nation. The Coalition to Salute America's Heroes can help you thank them for their sacrifices both on and off the battlefield. To learn more or to find out how you can volunteer to help at a VA hospital, call 1-888-44-SALUTE or visit saluteheroes.org on the web.
1: Dave Mitchell, Blake Watson back here at Shuler Field where Now, Mount St. Joe will punt the football away, and Porter will punt it away from his 31-yard line. And he gets a nice kick over the head of Hunt. He'll take it in at his 15, cuts it to the right, across the 20 to the 25, and it will be run out of bounds at the 27-yard line. Boy, he Porter just an outstanding punt, but the ball just bounced right back into Hunt's hands, and he took it around for a 15-yard return out to the 27-yard line. Porter may have out-kicked his coverage there. Uh,
2: the guys couldn't get down the field fast enough for that bomb.
1: So the Lions will take it over. Excuse me, the Tigers take it over. First and ten from the 27-yard line. A couple of scores here from college football. Hiram defeated Earlham today, 63-41. to And it was trying over Bluffton, 55-14. So Bluffton will come into next week's game 0-2. Dropping back, Levis, he's going to throw it into the flat, and it is complete to Jake Hagan. Hagan, a senior from Indianapolis, Indiana, gained four on that reception.
2: They get four or five yards on every short pass. It's it's. This offense has been extremely efficient for DePaul today.
1: The only time the Lions have been effective defensively, Blake, is when they've come with the blitz. Well, and, and the problem with that
2: is you leave your cornerbacks on an island and you've got a chance to get beat bad. I mean, it's high
1: risk, high reward, but... Lopez gets the handoff right up the middle. He just keeps churning across the 35 out to the 37-yard line. For a gain of four on the play, about four and a half, and it'll bring up third down and short.
2: There was literally no hole on that play. He just stuck his head behind the offensive line and pushed them for four yards. Less
1: than a yard to go for a first down. The running back's tough. Lopez, 5'9", 189-pound junior from St. Charles, Illinois. Hand off to Lopez. He's got the first down across the 40 to the 45 and out to the 49-yard line. Another big carry on the play of 11. Uh, again,
2: the Lions are not playing sound, disciplined defense. Guys are getting outside of their gap, and that was that was just one cutback, and he snaps off a 10-yard run
1: because one guy didn't play his assignment. Ball just shy of the midfield strike. Matter of fact, the tip of the football may be right at midfield. First and 10 for the Tigers. They'll move a man in motion, Labus. Fake handoff to that man. Now throws it up the right-hand side. Complete on the play to Hagan. Hagan at the 25 to the 20, inside the 15, and down to the 12-yard line. They
2: 38-yard reception. DePaul has our defense in knots. These guys don't know what's coming at them on the next play. It,
1: this, is, this is rough. So the ball at the 13-yard line, they'll spot it. So a 27-yard completion, make it a negative 37-yard completion. Lopez with the ball to the right of Labus, ball on the far hash mark. They're moving right into the sun, dropping back Labus, looks to his left. He's going to throw the pass, and it is complete on the play right away at the 10-yard line, and dropped immediately. Looks like Chase Sadler got the reception just inside the 10, but... Shy of the nine. We'll call it the nine yard line nonetheless. Second down and seven. Second down, seven yards to go. With 12.35 remaining before halftime. Labus drops back, throws it into the flat. It is complete on the play down inside the five to the three. And that was complete to Lopez who just came out of the backfield on a wheel route and was brought down right at, they're going to spot him Let's see where they did mark him down at. Right at inside the four-yard line. So third down and a yard to go. They could still pick up the first down without getting a touchdown. Third down and a yard to go. So they're probably in two-down territory here. DeMarco Henry into the ball game now to the left. And now he gets the handoff right up the middle, and he's going to get the first down down to the two-yard line, and it'll bring up first and goal for the Tigers as they get the first down down to the Lions' two-yard line. The Lions just have had no answers whatsoever for the offense here today.
2: Yeah, no defensively, offensively. This is just a, a bad football game so far for the Lions. And if you look down on that sideline, they look, they look shocked.
1: So it's first and goal from the two. Labus with Henry to his right, Lopez to his left in the backfield out of the shotgun. Handoff goes to Hen- Lopez, I believe, and Lopez is going to take it into the end zone for the score.
2: It's just too easy right now. It is way too easy for DePaul to move the football. Um, there's, there's little to no resistance from the Lions defense. Now, and the offense isn't helping them out. They've been on the field way too much to start this game.
1: So 11.25 to go in the half, and it's 20 to nothing now. DePaul on top of it. And they have just continually moved the ball down the field. They've only been stopped once in this ball game, And that was just because of... Good defensive play by the Lions, and that extra point is up and through. 11.25 to go in the first half. It's now DePaul 21, and Mount St. Joe, nothing. Inner Blessings Christian Books and Gifts, located on Cincinnati's west side, serving the tri-state area for 19 years. Cincinnati's one-stop shop for Christian books, gifts, art, music, and much more. Special orders are welcome. Find a new Bible in any version. Find books on devotionals, comfort and grief, prayer, marriage, and inspiration. Praise and worship music with instrumentals, greeting cards, jewelry, even clothing. Enhance your walk with the Lord with inner blessings, Christian books, and gifts on 4002 Harrison Avenue in Cincinnati. Open Tuesday through Saturday, closed Sunday and Monday. Well, Butler is leading Franklin. That's some good news. 26 to 13 so far in the ballgame. And those are the extent of the scores that we've got here this afternoon. Ashland and Ohio Dominican are in a scoreless tie in the first quarter. As we said, Trine beat Bluffton 55 to 14, and Hiram over Earlham 63 to 41. No score out of Rose Holman and Milliken, and Anderson and Center are also no score. The paw is going to kick it off, and it will go out of bounds, and that's one of the first things that they have done that has been wrong in this ball game. So. Bill Lynch has got to be happy with the way that his team has played, being that it's the first game of the season. They have been an offensive juggernaut in this first game of the year, at least in the first half so far, and the Lions just have had no answer at all. Yeah, oh. I don't even know what to say, Dave. Uh, this this
2: has been... I don't know, the Lions need to man up at this point. Um, they need to start playing for a little bit of pride. They're They're getting blown off their home turf right now and they need to figure out a
1: way to, to at least get a little competitive so tomlin with hastings and hastings gets the handoff right up the middle across the 35 out to the 37 yard line gain of two on the play
2: they've made a couple changes on the offensive front here um looks like mike mullins is in a guard
1: I can't see who else. They made a few changes along the offensive line. Second and eight. Ball at the 37 yard line. Tomlin. Fake hand off to Hastings. Rolls out to his left under a heavy rush. Now gets away from the rush. Throws it out into the flat and it is complete to Tucker. Up the field. Flag down on the play. Ball complete at the 47 yard line for a first down after a gain of ten, but there's a flag right where he made the catch.
2: I got a feeling this one's going to be coming back. Uh, Either a legal man downfield or a late hold on the
1: Lions, which doesn't make sense because Tomlin was out the, outside the pocket. Well, the officials, they've talked more about calls in this ball game than I think you've had at a, a referees convention.
2: Well, if it's their first game, they're definitely not doing as well as DePaul in their first game. Um, the officials are struggling to figure out what to call here. Hopefully
1: it was an inadvertent flag we can pick it up and the Lions can take the first down. Ball is right at the 47-yard line on the far side, and now the officials break out and let's see what the call is.
0: I'm
1: not sure. I have no idea what that call. Personal foul against the paw, but I'm not sure what the penalty was against. There was a penalty called against. Mount St. Joe, but I'm not sure what that was. And then there was a personal foul called against DePaul, so offsetting penalties. The play is going to Well, they're going to mark the penalty off from the original line of scrimmage. And that's going to take it out to the 42-yard, the 47-yard line, which is right where the It completion. must
2: have been offsetting personal fouls.
1: That could be. Because we're exactly where the last play ended up. So Tomlin now out of the shotgun in an empty backfield. Trips out wide to the left, ball in the near hash mark. First and ten at the 47-yard oh. line. Throws it out to Glines on the left side, incomplete.
2: Number 11. Gary Bell. The, yeah, the outside linebacker over on this side broke on that route. It's a good thing Chating threw it high. Um, kind of a good thing that one was inaccurate. or he picks that off and it's
1: a pick six Hastings back in the ball game Roberts out wide to the right, trips wide left ball in the near hash mark 10-37 and now just as the ball was snapped the side judge threw his flag and there was some movement on the offensive line the whole defensive line
2: jumps I got a feeling there's probably going to end up being a false start
1: so it'll bring up If that is against Mount St. Joe, and it appears that... Well, they're uh, calling it on the defense. They are. They're going to say it's offsides against DePaul. So the Lions get a break. It takes it inside Tiger territory, and it will be dropped down at the 48-yard line.
2: This is the first time the the Lions' offense has crossed midfield, so hopefully it will be a little bit of good mojo here.
1: Second down, five yards to go at the Tiger 48. Tomlin, fake hand off to Hastings, looks to his left. He's going to pump fake and now throw it out to the left, complete to Tucker. At the 45, to the 40, inside the 35, and down inside the 30 to the 28-yard line.
2: Chayton Tomlin made a very good throw right there. He did a really good job of freezing the safety in the middle of the field. And that opened Michael Tucker wide open in the left flat. And Tucker's a tough little guy.
1: It's tough to bring him down. He fought for some extra yards there. First and 10 from the 28, Tomlin. He's going to throw the ball into the end zone, trying to go to his intended receiver, Roberts, but he just threw it over his head and incomplete.
2: Grayson ran a pretty good route there. Um, The corner just beat him to the spot, and he couldn't go up and get the football.
1: 10-14 remaining in the half, 21-0. Paw leading it, so this is a very big possession. Yeah, the Lions desperately need points. Ball at the 29-yard line. Second down, 10 yards to go. Hastings in the backfield with Tomlin. He gets the handoff around the left-hand side. Now cuts it up the middle across the 25, spins away from a tackle. Inside the 25, down to the 21-yard line. Eight-yard gain.
2: That's the Corey Hastings we we learned to love last year. Um,
1: Doesn't go down with a one-man tackle. That That was a good run by Corey. Right now, I think the Lions need a touchdown just for their emotions, not settling for the field goal. I agree completely. Second down, two. Ball at the 21-yard line of DePaul. Tomlin looking over the defense. Now takes the snap. He's going to run it right up the middle. Cuts it to the far side. Inside the 20. He's got the first down. Run out of bounds. Near the 16, maybe the 15-yard line. Gain of four in the play. Make it... A five-yard gain, and it's first down for the Lions.
2: And a big stiff arm by Chayton Tomlin at the end of that run as he went out of bounds. He uh, got the fans here in a little bit of a tizzy. They like that play.
1: 9.25 remaining in the half. Lions on the move. It's first down and ten from the Tiger 15-yard line. Tomlin. Hands it off to Hastings around the left-hand side. Nothing there. He's going to be dropped for a two-yard loss back to the 17-yard line.
2: I'll tell you what, the more and more I watch this Lions rushing attack, the more and more I want to see Corey Hastings run with his shoulders parallel to the line of scrimmage. He's running sideways way too much. He's just not that type of back. He needs to get downhill like he did on the one long run and and punish people.
1: Second and 13 from the 17-yard line of DePaul. Tomlin with Hastings to his left, ball in the far hash mark. Lions going from left to right. Tomlin drops back, looks up the middle, rolls away from the rush. Now he's gonna throw the ball over the middle, complete the Glines. and it'll be a no touchdown! There, there they are. chain to Glines.
2: We knew it was coming at some point. That's AJ Glines' first touchdown catch of his, uh, of his senior season. So that one's gotta be special for the kid. He, he did really good. Little scramble drill. chain rolled out the left threw it right before he was going to be hit and found A.J. at about the three. He caught it, turned, dove into the pylon. It was a fantastic
1: play by the Lions. So Porter will come in to attempt the extra point with 8.34 remaining to go in this first half and he drills it right through the uprights. 8.34 left to go in the half. Your score, it's now the Tigers 21, the Lions 7.
5: you want to advance your career through education, but you have a busy family and work schedule? Mount St. Joseph can help. The Mounts School of Business offers an MBA program on Saturday mornings where you can earn your master's degree in two years. Courses are led by faculty who are experts in their areas and taken one at a time and the GMAT is not required for admission. Classes every Saturday can make a huge difference in your life and your career. Learn more about the Saturday MBA program. Visit MSJ.edu slash MBA.
1: Boy, what a big, big score for the Lions in this one. As they take the football up the field and manage to pull a touchdown out of their hat. And it's 21 to 7 now, with 834 remaining to go in this first half of play. Porter will kick it off for the Lions with 8.34 remaining in the first half and Porter approaches the football, kicks it off and it'll be taken in by Hep at his 19-yard line. He's going to cut it out to the 9-yard line, excuse me, across the 10 out to the 15, and he's going to be down at the 17-yard line. Check out that was Michael Grace, a junior out of LaGrange, Indiana.
2: Good coverage on that kickoff by the Lions. Um, it looked like he was going to break it there for a second, but the, the the team flowed behind the initial hit to get the returner on the
1: ground. Well, now the Lions made some changes across the front line, like you said, offensively. Now let's see what kind of changes they've made defensively.
2: I don't think the defensive changes will be personnel. I think it's going to have to be a little bit of scheme. Um, and they've gone to just a two-linebacker set here, so... I, I don't know that that's the right move because DePaul is running it right up the middle Latest every time.
1: Hands it right off up the middle to Lopez, and Lopez takes it across the 20 out to the 23-yard line for a gain of five. Second and five now for DePaul. What the Lions need is a defensive stop here and get the football back. 8-0-5. Absolutely.
2: They need to find a, a stop, a turnover, a punt, however they can do it to get the football back on our side.
1: Moving in motion to the far side is Hunt. Handoff goes to Lopez and he's going to be dropped behind the line, right at the line of scrimmage. Maybe struggled forward for about a half a yard out to the 24 yard line. Third down, three yards to go.
2: I think that was Zach Taylor on the tackle, so we got a, another change on our defensive front, so.
1: 7.35 and running left to go in the half. Third and three. Big play defensively here for the Lions.
2: Got a couple subs in at linebacker so we'll see if we can get a stop. I'd watch the quarterback run here.
1: Labus drops straight back, looks out to the left. It is incomplete, threw it in the dirt to Hunt. 7.20 to go in the first half, and it's punting time now for the DePaw Tigers.
2: That was number 31, Sean Sullivan on the coverage, outside linebacker. So made a really good play there um, for a linebacker to get coverage. This crowd's coming to life a little bit here for the Lions, so hopefully we can keep them happy.
1: Good crowd here tonight on opening night here at Schuler Field. 7.20 to go in the first half. 21-7 to 7. and DePaul will punt the football away. Hunter Sego will kick it away from his own 25 yard line. Tucker back set to return. Sego gets an end over end kick that will be taken in by Tucker at his own 45 and he's going to be hit right there. Struggling to go forward but moving backwards and he'll be dropped at the 43 yard line.
2: Another good good start, uh, good start, field position for the Lions to start this drive, so hopefully we can take advantage, punch it in again, and make this a football game.
1: 32-yard kick.
2: Field, po- is- field position was huge last week, Dave, so hopefully we can start to take advantage of some of this good. One. We started early in the game. We were starting at our 10 and 12, and now we're, we're getting it out towards midfield, so hopefully we can take advantage.
1: Lions down by two touchdowns, have the football first and 10 at their own 43. Tomlin. Handoff up the middle goes to Presswood and Presswood struggles forward. Did he lose the football? Ball Balls loose, on the ground. And it looks like they're going to give it to Depa. It will. Presswood coughed up the football and Depa is going to grab it in and take possession of it at the Lions' 42-yard line. The Lions' their offense is
2: complaining that he was down. From here, it looked pretty close. Uh, you couldn't really see his knees, but he was perpendicular to the ground, so his knee very well could have been on the ground. <laughs> But it doesn't matter because we don't have replay at the D3 level.
1: That's coming. Uh, Eventually,
2: (laughs) when someone figures out how to pay for it, it will.
1: Receivers out wide on both sides. You've got duo receivers and two receivers out wide to the left. Lopez to the right, and Lopez gets the handoff up the middle. He's going to be stacked up and down right at the 40. The Lions were trying to strip that football away from Lopez, but... He had both arms wrapped around it and wouldn't let go. Gain of a yard. The Lions
2: are uh, starting to play with a little bit of a mean streak on the defense. So I think they're I think they're starting to lock in here a little bit.
1: Second down and nine yards to go. Ball just shy of the Lions' 40-yard line. Labus out of the shotgun. Again, spread formation. Drops straight back. He's looking out to the right. He's going to throw it up the right side, and it's over his intended receiver. And a flag is going to be called. They're going to call, a, I believe, a pass interference penalty. That
2: is absolutely, it's on Tyler Hanna. That is going to be a terrible, terrible call.
1: That ball the, wasn't even catchable. The ball was thrown four yards out of bounds. The officials are going to talk about it. I don't know if they're going to, they, two officials threw it, the back judge and then the side judge coming up from behind through the flag. And let's see what they decide. And it is going to be pass interference. That is Against an the Lions. absolutely
2: terrible call. That is not even close.
1: Boy, it just looked like they were running, they were shoulder, running to shoulder, shoulder to shoulder.
2: Both guys with their heads back to the football. He didn't make contact. He kind of shielded him towards the sideline, which is what you're taught to do. Um, no contact. ball's uncatchable. And for
1: 14 different reasons, that's a bad call. So the ball at the 26-yard line now, first and 10 after the penalty. 6.22 remaining to go in the half. Again, the spread formation. Now they go with a tight end on the left-hand side. Two, two running backs, Henry and Lopez, and dropping back is Lapis, and he's going to throw it out into the flat, and it is complete to Hunt. Run out of bounds right at the 20-yard line. Now they'll mark him just shy of the 20, about the 21-yard line.
2: That, that's, that, that call is gonna come back to haunt this Lions team. They should have been get a chance to get off the field here. Um, good, good quick out there. Again, this, Lavis is a talented quarterback.
1: Gain of four, second and six. Ball at the 22 yard line. Henry is the up-back in the backfield now, right to the side of Levis, and Lopez the deep-back, fake handoff to Levis, and the throw into the flat, and it is complete to Henry. At the 20, sidesteps a tackler inside the 15, and down to the 13-yard line. Nine-yard completion and another first down for the Tigers, and they're going to go hurry up. Clock running under six minutes, 5.42 remaining to go in the first half. Hagan goes out wide to the right-hand side. Again, got the staggered T formation. Handoff goes to Lopez up the middle. Lopez takes it to the 12, to the 11. He literally gained two yards, Blake, before anybody ever touched him. It's, and, and he only gained two yards. And that's The Lions are
2: just on their heels. Got, the running back isn't special. He's getting what the run is blocked for um, as soon as they get to him he is going down he's not making anybody miss he's not running anybody over ball they just p- got to do a little better job up front
1: ball to 12 yard line second and eight Henry moving in motion. Now the throw out into the flag complete to Lopez. There's a flag down. Oh. Ball loose in the field into the end zone. I think the Lions have got it in the end zone. But there's a flag down. And the flag, I believe, is going to be holding. Let's see. The officials have already signaled Lions football. That could end up being a huge play in this football game. Coming out of the pack
2: with that football. It was number 31. I think that's...
1: I don't have my roster for now, I apologize. <laughs> I have it, it. Yep. The Lions come away with the football. It is a hold against DePaw, and that will give the football back to the Lions and a big big defensive play by the Lions with 446 remaining in this first half. Boy, just what the doctor ordered on that play. Now the Lions come out, they'll take it at their own 20 because it was a touchback. They recovered it in the end zone. 1st and 10 from their own 20 with 4.46 remaining in this first half. And the Lions have all three timeouts left. Tomlin, he's got Presswood in the backfield with him just to the left. And Presswood, no, check that, it's Hastings, excuse me. He runs it out to the right, now cuts it back to the left across the 15. He's going to be dropped down at the 16-yard line for a loss of four on the play.
2: Again, as I've said before, Corey Hastings is running with his... His shoulder's perpendicular to the line of scrimmage, and it should be parallel. Um, he should be a downhill runner, and he's running side-to-side to
1: side way too much. Tomlin gets the snap, rolls out to his left on a design rollout, throws it back over the middle. The Glines almost intercepted by DePauw. Glines had to reach back for the football and couldn't get it. Chayton, and it
2: looks like Nariah Brooks, the uh, small slot rec- receiver, we're talking about something. There was a mixed miscommunication. There was some open space on that close sideline where Chayton was rolling to. But Noriah didn't snap off his route the way Chayton expects, so he tried to force it to Glines, who was covered. It was actually a very bad decision by Chayton.
1: Third down, 13 yards to go. Ball at 15-yard line. Hastings in the backfield with Tomlin. Trips out to the far side. And fake handoff throw up to the right hand side trying to get the ball to Robertson he just got a hand on it incomplete third down and thirteen and let's see there's is there a flag down it looks like it and I don't see the flag on the
2: field though but the it offic- is it's about where there the quarterback was standing it may be a roughing
1: the passer now the officials. Who are talking more than... There must
2: be a hold if they're talking to the defensive captain.
1: And they are talking to the defense, so it appears that it will go against... It's going to be holding, as you called, against the Lions.
2: Force the Lions a punt here.
1: And it will be declined fourth down on fourth and 13. You would not expect anything funny... Absolutely well, not. Not. With the, not in this situation.
2: Yeah, it's, you gotta kick it away and hope Jerry hits a bomb here.
1: <laughs> Hunt comes back to return the kick along with Grace. And Hep. And Porter gets a good punt away from his own 17. Hunt goes back, collects it in at the 30. Cuts it upfield to the 35 up the far side and runs out of bounds at the 34-yard line. 3.54 left to go in this first half. It's 21-7 DePauw. Do you own or manage a business, work with school athletics? Make a great first impression with Murphy's Promotions. Make your name known. Murphy's Promotions will make your business stand out from the crowd. Murphy's Promotions specializes in silk screening, custom embroidery, and promotional products. Brand your business today by using Murphy's Promotions. Use your logo on shirts, hats, jackets, bags, and much more. Murphy's can also take care of your promotional products. Pens, pencils, bags, and blankets. Murphy's Promotions, 330 464 1970. Well, back at Schuler Field, it is 21 7. DePaul on top of it. Empty backfield out of the shotgun. DePaul with receivers out of the spread on both sides with 354 remaining before halftime. Lions got to find a way to bow their neck here and get get the ball off the field. Labus throws it over the middle, and it is complete across the middle at the 42, out to the 45-yard line for a gain of eight on the play. Completion made to Nolan Ayers from that far-right wide receiver spot. They're doing a good job of picking apart the middle of the defense again.
2: Drag routes and crossing routes and slants, and they've been open the whole game. The Lions linebackers
1: are having trouble covering these fast receivers from DePaul. 3.30 left to go in the half. Handoff goes to Lopez right up the middle. He's near the first down, but they're going to stop him just shy. About a yard gain on the play for Lopez, and it'll bring up third down and a long yard. They need to get out to the 48-yard line, and the ball just shy of the 47. Big, big, big play right here for the Lions. they got to watch out for this. I'd watch out for a
2: trick play here. Um... Not really a trick play, but something misdirection or play action and go deep.
1: Two running backs in the backfield. Henry is the eye back, Lopez the up back, and Henry's going to get the handoff right up the middle. He's got the first down, and he's going to be dropped right at the 49-yard line. Gain of two. First down, DePaul. I was completely wrong. DePaul decided to just run it right at them and
2: just show them they're bigger and tougher than they are. And so far in this game, we absolutely have been.
1: left to go here in this first half of play. Got a great interview for you coming up here at halftime with the vice president of communications here at the University of Mount St. Joe. Labus is going to throw it up the right side, and it is incomplete. And again, they're going to get the defensive back, Tyler Hanna, for pass interference. That one I agree with. The first one is Again, not. yeah, we have
2: in the booth here, they're, they're going a little crazy about this, but that's a good call. He didn't get his head around. Um, and if he would have got his head around, he probably picks it. That's, that's
1: definitely a pass interference. So that will give... DePaul another first down with 2.20 remaining in this half so the pass interference gives it back a first down to the Tigers and it'll take them down to the 36 yard line first and 10 for DePaul. The Lions have been just skirting on the edge the entire ball game. They're not out of this thing, but they keep teetering back and forth between being out of it and staying in it. If they can keep the ball off the
2: scoreboard, and then the half, they're definitely still in it. Lavis uh, keeps it right up the middle, cuts it left, to the left side to same the 30s, to the 25, to the
1: 20, inside the 20, and down to the 17, 18 yard line.
2: That quarterback draw has crushed us. Our, our stats are, are a little bit behind, or I, I'd really be curious to see what his average yards for rush are. Cause when he runs it,
1: it's, it's 8, 10, 12, 15 every time. And that one was for 19 and a first down inside the 20 to the 18 yard line. Labus drops back the pass, throws it over the middle, it is complete to Hunt, and he takes it down to the 12. DePaul is getting, still continuing to get everything they want offensively. Um, They want to pass it. They can pass it effectively. They want to run it. They can run it effectively And he loves throwing the ball to Hunt Andy Hunt, a junior, 5'9", or excuse me, 5'11", 178 pounds out of Indianapolis, Indiana Henry out of the ball game now Lopez back in Dropping back Lapis Out of the shotgun, handoff up the middle it's taken inside the 10 down to the 9-yard line. Tanner Cleveland with the carry, and he takes it down inside the 10 to the 9 for a gain of about 3 and a ring up 3rd down and a yard with a minute left to go in the half. Again,
2: he wasn't touched until 3 yards down the field. And, I mean, he went down 3 yards down the field. So,
1: Lions are doing a good job of tackling. They're just not getting any penetration. Clock running, 47 seconds left to go in the half. Handoff goes to Lopez inside the 10, down to the 8-yard line. They've got a first down after a gain of about 2 on the carry, and it'll be first and goal. And now you're going to see Paw use their timeouts. 40.6 seconds to go in the half. They're going to milk this clock for all it's worth as the clock is running now. They've got all three timeouts left. Hunt out wide left. Wilson, slot left. Stack receivers on both sides. Dropping back now. Labus, he's going to throw the ball into the right corner of the end zone. Incomplete.
2: Just a little too tall there. The receiver had a little bit of space between the corner and safety, but it it would have been a really good throw
1: if he made it. Second down goal to go from the eight-yard line. I consider
2: a field goal attempt here for the Lions a victory, honestly.
1: 19.7 seconds left before halftime.
2: We get the ball to open the second half. So if there's a way we can, if we can find a way to keep them off the scoreboard here and open the second half with points, it'd be huge. But a field goal and then we score a touchdown would be really nice.
1: Labus, the quarterback. Lopez to his right. He drops back. Labus is going to throw the ball into the right corner of the end zone this time, and it's over the head of Hunt and incomplete. So they've gone for that fade pattern in the corners of the end zone twice now and 14.9 seconds to go. And now I think Bill Lynch wants to take a timeout. And he will. Fourteen point nine seconds to go before the half. We're just gonna keep it right here for right now. Twenty-one to seven your score. DePaul on top of it by fourteen, but the Lions trying to desperately do whatever they can to claw and stay in this ball game, heading into the second half of play, and as Blake said, they would be very, very fortunate to just hold the paw to a field goal here with 14.9 seconds left to go. Zach Silka will be our guest at halftime. He's the Vice President of Communications here at Mount St. Joseph University. And we will be talking to him at the half. And then we'll be going over some scores and some stats for the first half of play here from Schuler Field at Mount St. Joe University. We'll be back at home next week, right back here, and the Lions will be entertaining the Bluffton Beavers, who lost today. They've lost their first two. So they are 0-2 coming into next week's ball game. Of course, tomorrow the Bengals are going to open up. They will be at home taking on the Ravens as the NFL season got underway on Thursday night with an upset Kansas City beating New England. And now all the games, all the teams will be getting underway tomorrow. Also in that AFC North division, Cleveland will be playing Pittsburgh. DePaul comes out after the timeout with 14.9 seconds left to go. Ball resting at the Mount St. Joe 8-yard line on third down and goal to go. Trips out to the near side. Ball right in the middle of the field. Labus with Lopez. He's going to throw the ball out into the right flat. It is complete for the touchdown. Boy, that receiver out to Believe it was Ben Wilson. Just went mano a mano with Tyler Hanna and out fought him for the football. And Depa goes in for the score on the eight-yard scoring pass from Labus, and it's now 27-7 to with 10 seconds remaining in this first half. Coming in to attempt the extra point is Jake Tanner. He's Perfect. This afternoon, two for two, and he puts that one up, and it is three. So there's ten seconds left to go. We'll keep it right here before halftime, and it is now twenty-eight to seven. The back up by twenty-one, and we'll see what the Lions decide to do. They do get the football to start the second half of play, so they will get the kickoff here at Schuler Field. And as we said, next week we'll be back at home. That will be an afternoon ball game as the Heartland Conference gets underway next Saturday afternoon. 1.30 with the kickoff here from Schuler Field. And we will be on the air with the pregame show at about 1 o'clock for you next Saturday afternoon. Lofton's coming into that game 0-2 as they lost this afternoon. So 28-7, to your score. And DePaul will kick the football away. Just an enjoyable evening for football. It's a great night to come out and watch a game. A lot of tailgaters here earlier today as I drove in. They were enjoying themselves this afternoon, and it was a good day to enjoy themselves weather-wise. So kicking it away will be Tanner. Tanner kicks it off. Low line drive kick that Glines is going to take in at his eleven. Cuts it up the near side to the 20, to the 25, to the 30, and dives forward to the 35-yard line after a game of a return of 24 yards on the return. 4.9 seconds left to go in the half.
2: That was a tough little, uh, little series there for the Lions. Had a chance of stopping for the field goal. I thought it could have been offensive pass interference on the touchdown catch.
1: He um, pushed off just a touch. but and The Lions are just going to go into the victory formation and take a knee, and that will do it here at the end of the first half. So the Lions, Blake, they've got to do something to regroup here at halftime and get back into this one.
2: And, and it's a full team effort here. The the offense hasn't held up their end of the bargain. The defense hasn't held up their end of the bargain. Um, everything defensively has been way too easy for DePaul. Um and the offense is struggling. There's just no rhythm. Chayton is
1: struggling. The running game's really struggling. So that's the score at halftime. It is to 28-7. DePaul on top of Mount St. Joe. Our guest here at halftime will be Zach Silka, the Vice President of Communications here at Mount St. Joe University. We'll be back with that right after this timeout. Every day of the week is a party at J-Taps Sports Bar and Grill at 6441 Glenway Avenue. Start with Saturdays where J-Taps is your official stop for Mount St. Joe's football before and after the game. On Sunday is the NFL Sunday ticket. See a different game on every screen. And while you're there, check out the great Service while enjoying all the different entrees on the JTAP's menu. It's Wing Night for Monday Night Football. Tuesday is Boneless Wing Night, and Wednesday, stop by for Gyro Night. It's the place to be. Open every day at eleven. J-Taps Sports Bar and Grill at sixty four forty one Glenway Avenue in Cincinnati. Someone do something, please. Call nine one
2: one.
5: Call nine one one.
0: Call nine one one.
5: The longest moments, those moments that occur after you call nine one one and then finally hear the sirens in the distance. You can fill in those longest moments. You can do something. I was dead. I was dead. I was dead. I was dead. I was dead, dead till someone did something. Most sudden cardiac events are witnessed by friends, family, co-workers, and bystanders. They can help a person continue to live. Is your community or workplace heart safe?
3: I was on my way to the hospital when my heart stopped beating.
5: I was at home. I was in church. I was at a basketball game. I was at a nightclub. I was at work when my heart stopped beating. Someone called 911. Someone started CPR.
0: Someone brought an AED.
5: Is your community or workplace heart safe?
0: Someone did something and I'm alive.
4: Hi, I'm Mike Thornton. And I'm Tom Norris. I'm Tom Kelly. I'm Barney Barnum, and I was
1: privileged to serve as a Marine in the Vietnam War.
4: I'm Tom Hudner, and I was privileged
5: to serve as a Navy fighter pilot in Korea. Thank you for your service to our country. We are so very proud of you. As a fellow combat warrior, I thank you for your service. Both
4: Mike and I know firsthand the challenges of combat, and we're privileged to serve with the Navy SEALs in Vietnam.
2: Like you, I have experienced the challenges of war.
4: Back in the day, They didn't have the services, the resources, and tools
5: that are available today to help the troops and their families to stay mentally strong
4: and to deal with the challenge of adjusting after deployment. The tools and resources are there now. Please make use of them.
2: Don't hesitate to use them. Be strong and determined.
1: Stay strong and have the courage to seek help.
2: Don't let the enemy you defeated on the battlefield defeat you at all.
1: We're back at halftime of this evening's DePauw. Mount St. Joe football game, and joining us now here at halftime is Zachary Silka, the Vice President of University Communications. Zach, thanks for joining us here at halftime. Talk a little bit about your job and what it entails as far as University Communications is concerned.
3: Sure. Well, it's it's really great to be with you, first of all, and thanks for having me on today. Um, So University Communications at the Mount is is a relatively new division now. Um, It was taking the old Office of Marketing Communications and, and elevating that to division status. And so basically what we're doing is fulfilling the vision that Dr. Williams had when he came on board as our president in March of 2016. And so when he came on board, he saw the need to increase the Mount's brand awareness and also our engagement with the brand locally, regionally, and even nationally and beyond. And so what we're doing in university communications is, of course, we manage all the marketing for the university, all the public relations, the external facing website, our design services, but we've also integrated athletic communications into the division of university communications, and that's also been really important to make sure that athletics and all the teams and coaches and all the great things that are going on in, in the Miles Athletic Department are integrated in with the rest of our communications and really with the rest of the university in general to making sure that from recruitment all the way through when the, co- the players are here as, as student-athletes and then even up to their graduation day and beyond, that they're feeling part of the university and that we're communicating the message of the university very consistently, compellingly, and concisely to all of our many audiences, including athletics.
1: You know, we hear a lot, especially out of the NBA lately, about a player's brand, and you, you brought that up. Uh,
3: what, what does that exactly entail? What does that mean, Zach? Yeah, so, so the Mounts brand... First of all, something that I think is something that's lived on our campus every single day by our students, our faculty, our staff, and even beyond with our alumni and our student, student parents and our alumni parents, and even you include our prospective students and, and all the wider, greater Cincinnati community. All those people make up what's called, you would call somebody's brand. But it's really the touch, the feel, that, that sort of, you know, um, intangible, I guess, if you will, about an institution that you just pick up on when you visit or you read their materials, or you see their logo, or any of those sorts of things. So when we talk about the brand of the mount, it's how do we communicate ultimately and articulate what we all experience on a daily basis, and what does that really mean, and how do we go about best increasing that engagement with the brand, making sure that more people in greater Cincinnati and, again, beyond know about the mount and can appreciate the mount like we all do. So that's what we mean when we talk about the brand, and it's very, very important that that brand is consistent. And that is compelling because we want people to obviously want to join with the brand and either give back as donors or to join us as new students or to take night classes or graduate programs or whatever your experience would be with them out. So we're making sure and communicating that value. We're making sure to communicate that this is a great experience. We're a unique, great institution in greater Cincinnati. And, of course, we want more people to join us and know about us.
1: When you market this brand, are you doing it in targeted locations or are you doing it worldwide?
3: You know, it's funny because it's a lot like coaching, and it's a lot like recruiting in the sense that you hear a lot of coaches talk about winning their own backyard. Mm -hmm. And so for us in marketing and and how we get the brand message out there more, we have to start with greater Cincinnati. We have to make sure that our our backyard knows about us and appreciates us and wants to be part of what's going on, all of the great things and all the progress and the future that we have here at the Mount. So it really starts with our own backyard. Now, regionally, there's some pockets that certainly – have a little bit more affiliation with us and and send us more students or we have more alumni there. But when you talk about Greater Cincinnati, that's really our bread and butter. That's where we're pulling in the most students. That's where most of our alumni are. We have over 11,000 alumni in the Greater Cincinnati area. That's by far the most of any other areas. Um, And then you expand the the radius a little bit and you go to Dayton. We have a, a sizable pocket and get a lot of students from Dayton even go out to Indianapolis is another great area for us, Louisville. Even going out to the um, Ohio, Kentucky, Indiana, or I'm sorry, Ohio, Kentucky and West Virginia border in the Huntington-Ashland area, that's sort of a nice little pocket for us as well. But I can't stress it enough how much that greater Cincinnati area for us is our bread and butter, and we want to make sure that more people in greater Cincinnati know about us and appreciate us. What type of changes did you make when you became... Vice President of Communications? Well, I think, you know, we, we did a couple things, and the biggest thing we've embarked on is it's what we're calling a brand articulation initiative. We're working with a, a, a very internationally renowned branding firm. It's actually based right here in Cincinnati called LPK, mm-hmm. and they're helping us right now to, again, go back and articulate our brand much more, again, compellingly, consistently, and concisely to our many, many different stakeholder groups. And so what we've done is gone out and done some internal and external market research, and then we've also started beginning, beginning to build what we call our foundation of our brand strategy. And then from that, we build a messaging, messaging strategy. And ultimately, it's how we go out and implement that. And so this is sort of a year-long process we started in um, earlier this year in the winter. And so we're going to have this wrapped up by the end of this calendar year, by the end of 2017. And, and we're really excited about the progress that's being made. I can't say enough about our partners at LPK. But it's been a fun exercise for our entire university to be engaged in because it's not just our division of university communications that's leading this progress, it's our partners in institutional advancements, our partners at admission, it's of course our alumni partners and our community partners that are all engaged in this process to, get making sure that we're going to be telling the right story, first of all, that it resonates with the people who live and breathe this brand every single day, but it's also going to resonate with our prospective students, and it's going to resonate with our alumni. It's going to resonate with, again, all those stakeholder groups we communicate with on a daily basis. Zach Silka is our
1: guest here at Halftime, Vice President of University Communications here at Mount St. Joe. Zach, talk a little bit about the difference between marketing the student-athlete and marketing just the student.
3: Yeah, well, you know, it's, it's. I think in the past, if you would have asked me that question, you probably would have gotten a different answer. Now that we brought Blake Watson, our sports information manager, on board to the team, Blake's been a tremendous asset for us in terms of making sure that we're consistent in our messaging across our many channels, including athletics. And so I think there's been a a definite shift in terms of how we talk about and and report on our student athletes on msjsports.com and on our different Twitter and Facebook handles. Because, again... For a student athlete at the Mount, we want them to be feel included and part of the community just like another student would at the Mount. So again, it's, it's a consistent, cohesive experience for all of our students, whatever sport they're involved in, whatever activity they're involved in. And so, of course, sometimes the recruitment can be di- a little bit different. A lot of times our student athlete's first experience with the Mount is one of their coaches that they'll be playing for someday. But again, as they go through that recruitment process and ultimately come here as students to make sure that they're integrated into the rest of the university, and so it's not a totally separate experience in athletics, but it's a Mount experience for all of our students, whether they're a student athlete, a student president of our student government, whatever their experience is, um, they all feel included and welcome and appreciated in our Mount community. Is it different to market a Division
1: three school as opposed to a Division two or Division one school?
3: I think that, I I think so in the sense that, you know, we hear a lot about, you know, the trials and tribulations that go on in Division 1 athletics right now. And and you talk about the Division 3 student athlete experience right now. Mm -hmm. And that term student athlete is thrown around pretty liberally in the college athletic scene right now. When I see and interact with our student athletes here at the Mount, they truly are student athletes. And so, to be able to have a student come here and be able to play multiple sports, or still be involved in other campus activities and still be able to graduate on time. That, to me, really sums up the Division three student-athlete experience. And I think it's why we've been an attractive option for a lot of years, for particularly our West Side uh, high schools that we have great partnerships with. But I think also is another reason why we attract students nationally, too, because they know they can come here and have a holistic, great experience, get a lot of development on the playing field, get a lot of development off the playing field, graduate on time, and go on to be productive citizens that are always welcome back at their alma mater. That Division Three experience is something that I think is unique to us at the Mount and really sums up our entire mission here as a university to make sure that we are having personalized, caring, concern for all of our students here.
1: Zach, final question. Are you finding the fruits of your labor are paying off?
3: I am. We have a lot of work to do, of course. This brand articulation initiative to make sure that we're communicating the the entire brand and going out and making sure that more people know about us is certainly a, a very um, gratifying experience. Uh, I think we're we're moving the needle locally. We more and more we're getting our name out there, but it's not necessarily just getting our name out there. It's making sure that again people know about us and they know something more about us than just we're on the west side. That you know we have a strong tradition in the liberal arts, but that. We have the career services development here, that students, our graduation rates are amazing, and we have, you know, the career placement rates are off the charts, and those sorts of things that more people know about us, and then they can have a deeper appreciation for us. So that, that's that been the fun part of this.
1: And I'll forgive you for being a Cubs fan.
3: <laughs> I appreciate that. Something <laughs> I picked up in college. Don't tell too many people, though. <laughs> Zach, thanks a lot. Thank you. Appreciate the time.
1: Zach Zoka is our guest here at Halftime, Vice President of University Communications, and we will be back with more at halftime after this timeout.
0: You hear that early learning is a business issue. Here's how. When babies and young children grow up with plenty of positive, high-quality learning experiences, they're much more likely to become productive, contributing members of society. That's important to the business world, which depends on skilled and educated employees to succeed. For more about the business connection, go to bestbeginningsalaska.org. Early learning, it's everybody's business. This message brought to you by Best Beginnings and this station.
4: College football's only two-time Heisman Trophy winner, Ohio State's Archie Griffin, on educational
2: athletics. High school sports are about so much more than wins and losses. Interscholastic athletics are an extension of the classroom
5: and teach life lessons that truly completes a young person's education. Interscholastic athletics help give young men and women the tools they need to be successful in the biggest game of all, the game of life. A message from the Ohio High School Athletic Association.
1: Dave Mitchell, Blake Watson back here at... Schuler Field on the campus of Mount St. Joe University where it is not good news right now for the Mount St. Joe Lions. They are down on the scoreboard 28 to seven in this ball game and it has not been pretty as the Lions have had a tough time the entire ball game stopping this potent offense of the DePaul Tigers. Let's take a look at the scoreboard so far. In the conference, Rose Holman is leading Milliken in the second quarter seven to nothing. Anderson in center are tied up at nothing nothing Hiram defeated Earlham this afternoon 63 to 41 and it was trying over Bluffton 55 to 14 as you know Bluffton will be here next Saturday afternoon at one-thirty, and we'll have that game for you here on UltimateSportsTalk.com Butler is also defeating Franklin in the third quarter by a score of 33 to 16 let's take a look at the scores nationally It was as Akron leading Appalachian State 24 to 3. Ohio State and Oklahoma are underway and with 11 and a half minutes left to go in the first quarter, there's no score at the shoe in Columbus. Nebraska is losing to Oregon in the fourth quarter, 42 28. Cal is defeating Weber State 27 to 20. UCLA is hammering Hawaii in the fourth quarter, 56 to 14. Troy over Alcorn State at halftime, 20 to 7. North Carolina State is beating Marshall at halftime, 23 to 20. South Dakota over Bowling Green at the half, 21 to 9. In the second quarter, it's Texas A&M 14, Nickel State nothing. UNLV is beating Idaho in the second quarter, 10 to nothing. Mizzou is beating South Carolina 10 to nothing and Auburn leads Clemson 6 to nothing in the second quarter of play. Louisiana Tech is beating Mississippi State 3 to nothing and Toledo over Nevada 10 to 3 in the first quarter of play. Georgia is losing to Notre Dame in the first quarter by a score of 3 to nothing. We're about five minutes away from the kickoff of the second half of play. Mount St. Joe will get the ball to start the second half and we'll be back with more after this.
3: Every 30 minutes, another innocent person is killed due to a drunk driver.
0: My best friend. My brother. My poor grandchild. My sister. My father. My husband. My mom. <laughs> my mom. Well, I've been of cause I've built my life around you.
3: Stop these tragedies
1: before they happen. Don't drink and drive. The Major League Baseball playoffs are right around the corner. The Cleveland Indians are attempting to go one step further than last year while the Cincinnati Reds work to get where the Indians are. I'm Dave Mitchell. Join Mark Donahue and I every Monday night at 9 o'clock for the Ohio Baseball Weekly Show on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Mark and I will discuss both teams and the stories around the games. Join us Monday nights at 9 p.m. for the Ohio Baseball Weekly Show or anytime on iTunes or archived on ultimatesportstalk.com. Well, it's not a good story here at halftime. 28-7, to the score here at the half. DePaul has just been able to move the football as much as they have wanted to up and down the field the entire first half of play. Matt Labus has done just an outstanding job both passing and running the football here this afternoon and Ramon Lopez who is the running back has done a great job of keeping the Lions defense off kilter and then the passing attack of Depa has just been outstanding as the Lions DBs have not been able to keep up with the receivers of Depa so far in this first half but That being said, down by 21 at the half, the Lions are going to get the football to start the second half of play, so the first possession of the second half is going to be very important to set the tone for the Lions as far as offense is concerned here this evening, and when you look at what the Lions have to do offensively, Blake, I think the first thing they've got to do is try to establish either the run or the pass, one or the other. They haven't been able to do either. I think the
2: first thing they got to do is play better up front. Um, that's the reason they haven't been able to establish either. The guards are getting blown into the backfield. The tackles can't hold the edge. Um, the only one that seems to be playing well from up here, and we don't have a great view, but is center Cole Tepe. Um The other guys on the line are struggling, can't create space for the running backs, can't keep Chaden Tomlin, our quarterback, clean, who hasn't played a bad game, but he doesn't have time to throw the football. Um, and even when he's trying to rush to tuck and run, he's uh, he's limited
1: limited in, in the games because the offensive line just isn't creating holes. So it's 28-7 to 7 here at the half. The second half kickoff is next. The Lions will get it. Blake and I will be back with the second half action on Ultimate Sports Talk after this timeout. The college football season is flying by and week three is almost upon us. With that comes the beginning of the conference schedule. I'm Dave Mitchell. Next Saturday, the Mount St. Joseph Lions are at home to start their trek towards a possible Heartland Conference Championship. Standing in their way are the Bluffton Beavers, and both the Lions and Bluffton want to get the conference season off on the right foot. Join Blake Watson and I next Saturday afternoon for all the action beginning with the pregame show at 1 and the kickoff at 1.30. The Lions host Bluffton next Saturday at 1.30 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. This Mount St. Joseph football broadcast is made possible by The Wishbone on Dalhine, Casa de Sassi in Apple Creek, The Inner Blessings Christian Bookstore, Murphy's Promotions, Mount St. Joseph University, and by j Sports Bar. Please let these sponsors know you heard their name on Mount St. Joseph broadcast on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Dave Mitchell, Blake Watson, back here at Schuler Field. Blake, in that first quarter, the Lions made some changes offensively along the front line, and it seemed to work. But defensively, they have not been able to find the formula to be able to stop this DePaul offense yet. Uh,
2: and I think the formula is going to have to be rushing the quarterback. They got to get him off his spot, make him move his feet, throw the ball when he's uncomfortable. Um, Might lead to some turnovers. But the most important thing they haven't done defensively is they have not stopped the run the entire game. Um, it looked like Colby Webb, our senior middle linebacker, um, left the game a little earlier, dinged up. Know he's been nursing a little bit of a groin injury. Um, that could have a big effect on whether or not we can we can stop the run. I don't know though. The guys seem to be pretty hyped up on the sideline to start the second half. Um, I don't think this game's over yet.
1: No, I don't think anybody in the stands thinks it's over either. Nobody has left. I mean, We talked a little bit earlier about the, the atmosphere around here all day long. I know nobody really likes night games because it takes the entire day, except if you're a tailgater.
2: Yeah, they, they had fun. We usually don't get a huge tailgate crowd, but it was a lot bigger today than it has been in the past. Yeah,
1: and, and as I drove in here uh, from where I live and drove through the, the tailgaters and everything. Everybody seemed to be having a good time, and there seemed to be a lot of them out there and getting ready for this football game.
2: Yeah, well, let's hope the Lions can come back and, uh, and play really well in the second half
1: and and, and show them they waited around for, for a good cause. So the second half about ready to begin, 28-7. to DePaul on top of it. It's been all Tigers in the first 30 minutes of this one. Back set to return, Tucker and Glines back at their own end zone, ready to return this kick from Jake Tanner out of Zionsville, Indiana. And Tanner kicks it off, a low line drive end-over-end kick that will be taken in by Glines at the 1. He's going to cut it up the far side to the 10, to the 15, to the 20, 25 out to the 30-yard line after a return of 29 yards on the play, and that's where the Lions will take over first and 10 at their own 30-yard line offensively.
2: Hopefully that little bit of attitude A.J. showed at the end of that run starts to feed this offense. He punished whoever tackled him. He made it really tough on him.
1: You know, we were talking earlier this week about the Al Pacino. Inch by inch. Well, that's what Glines looked like right there. He wanted every inch on that run. Football
2: is 100% a game of inches, and, and we haven't been fighting for those inches so far this game.
1: Tomlin. Fake handoff, rolls out to his left, away from the rush. Now he's going to look to his left. Now he's going to tuck it under at the 30 and be dropped at the 31-yard line after a gain of a yard. He was not going to run that football, but at the very end he tucked it under and dove forward for a yard.
2: He was looking for uh, Michael Tucker to go, come clean on the backside there. He, he went deep, and he kind of delayed his route. And quarterback cornerback did a good job to stay with him because he would have been wide open. It was really Well-designed play.
1: Martin's in the ballgame now for Tucker (laughs) as Tucker sits down, trips out to the far side. Ball in the near hash mark. Tomlin with Hastings behind him in the backfield. Handoff goes to Hastings, cuts it up the middle, across the 25, or the 35, excuse me, out to the 39, 40, 41-yard line. He keeps churning, and he's got the first down after a gain of 11, and he did exactly what you were talking about in the first half. He just put his shoulders perpendicular to the line and ran. He just went downhill. I mean, he's that type of runner, just straight north and south, but trying to dance, quit tiptoe through the hole and punish somebody. Ball out to the 42-yard line, still in Lions territory. Hastings, after that 11-yard run, set up behind Tomlin, trips out to the far side with 13.45 remaining to go in the third quarter. Tomlin, handoff to Hastings, right up the middle again, stopped up right at the line and then driven back for maybe about a yard loss.
2: Left guard was beat instantly on that play. I can't see who's in a left guard right now. looks like Max Woboda for the Lions. Um, He was beat right off the, right off the snap. He's gotta, gotta hold his block for just a second and
1: it's, it's becoming a, a a consistent thing here. Now well, they're going to give him his forward progress right at the line of scrimmage, so it'll be second down and 10 from the 42. Tomlin drops straight back, throws over the middle incomplete. He was under a heavy rush and could not plant his rear foot to throw that ball to Glines up the middle. I, I know that Coach
2: Thomas Good, our offensive line coach, and Coach Caleb Foro, our offensive coordinator, right now are going to get in their offensive line's head. They have way too many times seen Chayton Tomlin picking himself up off the ground after a pass down the field. Um... It's. He's been hurried all game. He's got to get some time. And they
1: played so well against Capital last week in the rain. Tomlin with Hastings to his left. Gets the snap. Drops straight back. Again, a heavy rush. Throws it over the middle to Glines. glines almost had it and dropped it at the 35-yard line in DePaul territory. And that will bring up fourth down on the play.
2: Again, Chayton Tomlin was under a heavy rush. That was a little stunt by the defensive tackle on the defensive end. The offensive line just didn't do a very good job of picking it up. Um, looks like a miscommunication between the right guard and right tackle. And Chayton got pu- punished again when he released the football. If he had time to step into that throw, it's probably caught.
1: Porter will punt it away from his own 42, and he gets a high end over end kick that... DePaul will let bounce at the 20 and inside the 20, and it will be down at the 15, make it the 16-yard line. 42-yard punt. That's the best part of the game so far for Mount St. Joe is Jerry Porter's punting.
2: Jerry Porter, he handles both kicking and punting duties for the Mount, and he never disappoints us in either. Um, That has definitely been the bright spot. See Nolan Miller, number 15, senior captain, defensive end. After trying to fire his guys up, play with a little heart. 12-47
1: um, left to go in this third quarter. I said
2: it earlier, they really need to bow their neck, find out how tough they are.
1: 28-7, to DePaul on top of it, and now they have the football at their own 16-yard line, going from left to right across your computer screen.
2: Lions have been in base defense pretty much the whole game. I'm surprised they haven't done any personnel switches.
1: Labus hands it off. It goes to Lopez, and Lopez across the 20, out to the 25, maybe the 26-yard line for again, a gain of nine. Again,
2: 9, 10 yards.
1: And, again,
2: untouched for 9 or 10 yards. Um, they actually given him the first down on that.
1: They're spreading it out, six-man box, and the Lions just can't stop it. So first and 10, ball at the 26-yard line. DePaul, Labus throws it over the middle to Hunt on the slant, in, just a simple slant across the 30 out to the 34-yard line, and a gate of eight on that catch. They, so two plays, 18 yards. Again, same same story, different page. It's
2: it's the Lions' defense is getting rocked back on their heels again. DePaul's is really doing a good job getting the ball out of the quarterback's hands in a hurry, whether it's run or pass. Um, now they're going empty here. I wouldn't be shocked if they run a draw.
1: Out of the shotgun, empty backfield, as Blake said, and he tries to do a hard count, almost pulled the Lions off defensively. 11.50 left to go. Now he looks to the sidelines for the play. This DePaul offense, boy, they have not missed a beat from the last couple of years. They scored over 400 points a year ago, and now a flag is down. And, or did someone call a timeout? I believe Bill Lynch called a timeout, and he did.
2: They were really close to getting a delay game there.
1: So a timeout for DePaul with 11.38 left to go. In this third quarter, your score it's the Tigers 28, Mount St. Joe 7.
5: You want to advance your career through education, but you don't want to disrupt family commitments or a busy work schedule. Mount St. Joseph University can help. The Mounts School of Business offers a Master's of Science degree in organizational leadership with face-to-face classes every third Saturday. The MSOL program is a multidisciplinary master's program that focuses on values-based leadership, helping you develop professional knowledge and skills with courses in organizational leadership and business. Learn more at msj.edu/slash msol.
1: Well, that's the first timeout by DePaul in the second half, so they'll have two remaining with 11.38 left to go in the third quarter. Now they go with the spread again, empty backfield, second down, and call it a long two yards to go from the 34 yard line of DePaul. Moving in motion is Hunt. Hunt's going to take it on the jet sweep around the 20, 35 out to the 40. He's got the first down as he dives forward across the 41 to the 42 yard line. Gain of seven on the play and another the paw first down.
2: Number 97,
1: uh, number 97,
2: Logan Bright was putting a decision there. He had to decide to take the quarterback or the running back on the on that jet sweep, and he decided to play the quarterback. That's what that play is designed to do. Make people make decisions. And and hope they make the wrong one, which they did. Swing pass. Swing pass out to
1: the left-hand side. Got to make the tackle. He's going to be hit behind the line, but he got away from the initial tackle and then dove forward. He still lost almost four yards on that pass play back behind the 40 to the 39-yard line, just shy of the 39-yard line. The the initial contact was made almost
2: back to the 35, three or four yards deeper than where he is now. Um, It was Jermaine Drake on the coverage.
1: Did a good job of reading the play and coming off his man to get in position to make a tackle. he just got to get the guy on the ground. Second down, 13 yards to go, dropping back is Lapis. Now he's going to run it right up the middle and he's going to gain it right back to the original line of scrimmage at about the 42-yard line. A gain of three and it's third and ten.
2: That's only the second time when that quick draw the the quarterback, they haven't gained ten yards. Um, Again, they they let the defensive end come free and block up the backside five guys on three and let
1: the quarterback pick his hole. Two deep backs now for the Lions as they're playing dual safeties. Looks like man-to-man coverage. Dropping back is Labus, and he's going to throw it up the left-hand side. It is complete to hunt and run out of bounds across midfield to the 44-yard line on the play. And another first down after a gain of 15. That's a fantastic back back shoulder throw.
2: Um, Tavon Robertson, the cornerback for the Lions, couldn't get his head around. Didn't really know where he was on the field and the quarterback and receiver were on the same page there and kind of picked on him.
1: I'll tell you, this DePaul team is good. They're a very, very good football team. Very well coached and a lot of talent. Labus hands it off to Lopez right up the middle and Lopez is going to be hit at the line and struggles forward again for a yard down to the 43-yard line. Second down and nine.
2: But even a bad run, he gains a yard. It's it's just been that kind of game for the Lions defense. And I'd like to see, again, we're having a little trouble with the, the stats tonight, but I'd like to see the time of possession because it's got to be dramatically in DePaul's favor.
1: Second down, nine yards to go. Now Lopez lines up on the right side of Lapis. He drives back, heavy rush. He's going to be hit behind the line and dropped on the play. Nice blitz by Josh Bailey, 74, came in from his outside linebacker position and got him.
2: I think that was number 34, actually. I'm Yeah, it was number 34 coming off. I think that was Nate Stone. So I, the, I only noticed that because I looked down and saw Josh Bailey jump it on the sideline. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> so a loss of about eight, and it brings up third down and 19 yards to go. 8.40 remaining in the third quarter. Dropping back is Levis. Levis rolls out to his right now, gets away from the rush. Now he's being rushed, throws it over the middle. It is complete, oh and then kicked, kicked up in the air, and it's intercepted by Mount St. Joe!
2: Tavon Robertson, who got picked on on that play, that back shoulder throw. Uh, Keep competing there. That wasn't even the guy he was sticking. It was a beautiful catch by the receiver that he just couldn't complete, and the ball kicked up in the air for the
1: pick. Lions got to capitalize on this and capitalize on it right now. So that's the first turnover interception, I should say, against DePaw in this ball game. They had one other turnover in the end zone, so that's the second one they've had today. 8.25, Lions take it over first and 10 at their own 36-yard line. Tomlin in the backfield with Hastings, looking things over, long snap count. Now he's going to throw it out to the right side, and it is incomplete. Well, there could have been a flag there on that. There absolutely
2: should have been a flag for on that pass play.
1: Interference. He got there before the
2: uh before the ball for sure. Um I don't know if he was playing the ball. I can't really tell what he was
1: looking at from up here, but there was definitely contact before the ball got to Grayson Roberts on that play. So the incompletion second and ten from the thirty-six. Tomlin audible audibilizing at the line of scrimmage. With Hastings to his left, ball in the near hash mark. Drops straight back. Looks downfield. Blitz, but Hastings picks it up. Now rolling out to his right as Tomlin. Throws it up the right side. Complete to Roberts and then into DePaul territory down to the 42-yard line. That was that check that
2: Tomlin made. He knew where the rush was coming from. A 21-yard catch for Grayson Roberts on the play. Tomlin knew where the rush was coming from, knew where he was going to roll, and called that deep
1: comeback route for, uh, for Grayson Roberts. Made a beautiful throw there. Hopefully that can give us a little momentum. First and ten from the Tigers. 42-yard line. Tomlin drops straight back, looks up the field, steps into the pocket, now throws over the middle, complete on the play to Martin. Martin to the 20, to the 15, he's right out of bounds, and a flag is going to be thrown.
2: That's, that's going to be another terrible flag on an illegal block in the back but he got the guy directly on the side that's another bad call that's going against the lions
1: 7:45 left to go if the play stands the lions will have the ball at the 12 yard line but they've already picked up the ball and they're moving it back to the line of scrimmage and it will be pass interference they're calling pass interference against the lions that was a ext- how was that pass interference i'm not sure the pa- the ball was completed before he ever threw the flag that's an interesting change of events. I'm not sure what... That, that's and not... And they, they spotted it at the 34-yard line, and it's first down at the 34-yard line, first and... I'm not sure if they've got the sticks lined up right. It's first and four. I don't know what what's going on, to be honest. I'll just... Say it right out right. Tomlin's dropping back. He's going to be hit behind the line and dropped at the 40. I'd love to be able to get an explanation on that preceding call.
2: You would think the official, we mic him up for a reason, you think he'd make that call over the PA system. Um, number 54, Chase Bright, got beat pretty bad on that last play. Uh, Tomlin Locked. was forced to roll to his left, and Bright couldn't hold his block,
1: so the pocket collapsed on Tomlin. Loss of five, second down, and eight yards to go back at the... Lions, 45-yard line, dropping straight back as Tomlin, looking up field. Now rolling up the middle. He's going to carry it himself, press the forty He did the 35 cuts to the left, and he's going to be dropped at the 34-yard line. So he got the yards that he lost back to the line, original line of scrimmage, and it'll be third down and two with 644 remaining in the third. I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say the Lions got two
2: downs to get two yards here because a field goal really does you nothing. You're in no man's land for that. It's
1: a really long field goal. About 47, 48 yards from here. Um, and Hastings is in the ball game in the backfield with Tomlin. Trips out to the far side. Ball in the near hash mark. Six and a half minutes remaining to go. Tomlin, dropped the snap from center. Picked it up, oh dropped the ball again. And DePaul picks it up at the 35-yard line. That thing would just blew up right at the very beginning. Bad snap. And that wasn't
2: Tomlin. That was actually number 10, A.J. Cyrus. He's kind of our wildcat quarterback. Um, the Lions kind of try to get cute there and go with the power play with the, the tough quarterback, but you know he hasn't played the whole game. He's cold. I don't. I don't know if I like that move from an offensive standpoint. Go with the guy that got
1: you here. Six fifteen remaining to go in the third. Twenty eight to seven, and again the Lions shoot themselves in the foot. I could see that play if you've ran it
2: before in this game, but. Not running it before in the game,
1: I don't think it's a good move at all. So this back out onto the the field, and he's got Lopez to his left. Drops back out of the spread. He's going to throw it into the flat. It's complete again, too. There's that man again, Hunt. And it's complete out to the 37-yard line for a gain
2: of two. Good coverage and good open field tackle by number 21, Tyler Hanna, for the Lions.
1: You know, Um, the Lions have not stopped... DePaul, except for once. The only time DePaul has been stopped is by turnovers.
2: I believe there's only, yeah, DePaul's only punted once in the game, right?
1: Right. I believe
2: uh, turnover at the goal line earlier and then the last turnover, but pretty much been
1: all all DePaul's offense here tonight. Second and eight. 5.43 remaining to go in the third quarter. Hand off to Lopez around the right-hand side. Cuts it across the 40. He's going to be stopped up and down right there. And boy, the Lions are really tackling the football.
2: They're doing a good job of tackling and rallying to the football. Nate um, Stone with the initial hit. Nate Stone's had a couple big plays the last two series. I think Tyler or Coach Hopperton wanted a penalty there for a hold on
1: that far wide receiver. They didn't get it. Five fourteen and running. Left to go. Spread offense. Receivers out wide on both sides. Lopez to the right of Labus on third and five from the 45 throw out in the flat knocked down at the line of scrimmage by Corey Harden or Spencer Kendra I couldn't tell which one one of the two got their hands on the pass it fell incomplete and it's fourth and five punting time again for DePaul.
2: Well we just talked about it. this will be the second punt for the ball in the game it um, be really nice to see the Lions get a big return here give themselves good field position again the Lions started clicking a little bit on offense that last time, but then went away from Chayton, who had had a pretty good drive to that point, and stuck A.J. Cyrus in the game, but didn't really work out for him. Tucker back
1: set to return. Glines is now the up back. Now, punting the football away is Sego and the ball will hit... At the 30 in Mount St. Joe territory, bounce inside the 20 and be down at the 10-yard line. There's an official timeout on the field. 4.47 to go in this third quarter. It's now to at 28, Mount St. Joe 7. After years in the same location, the Wishbone Tavern is moving. Join them on September 23rd for their grand opening as they move just yards behind their current location on Delhi Avenue in the Delhi Plaza. But only the location will change. The Wishbone Tavern will still serve the best wings and burgers in town and offer a relaxed and family-style atmosphere. With a menu full of fresh ingredients, hand-breaded appetizers, and great wings, your mouth will water from the time you walk through the door. The Wishbone Tavern is a part of the community, providing fundraisers and sponsoring local teams like Mount St. Joseph football. The Wishbone Tavern open every day at 11, and don't forget their grand opening September 23rd. Well, back here at Schuler Field, the Lions handed off on the left-hand side to Hastings, and Hastings picked up a yard on the play out to the 16-yard line. Now he comes out, and Presswood is into the ballgame now for the first time here in the second half. First time in quite a while we've seen Nuke on the field. Dropping back, Tomlin on second and nine. Rolls out to his right, the far side of the field. Gets a good block. Throws the ball up the side to Glines. In the middle, he's got it across the midfield. Straight to the 42-yard line.
2: It was really close to Tomlin throwing, uh being an illegal forward pass being across the line of scrimmage. 42-yard completion. Biggest that, play of the night for the
1: Lions. That, that was one of them draw it in the sand, backyard football type plays. So it's in Paw territory at the 41-yard line is where they say it is. So Tomlin with first and 10 into DePaul territory again at the 42-yard line out of the shotgun. He's got Presswood to his right, drops straight back. Tomlin looks up the right side. He's going for an inch receiver, and that was the same exact play, and there's the flag. Tried to get it to Roberts. That was the same play that they called pass interference on against the Lions in the first half. And now this one will go the other way and DePaul will be flagged. for the That was more blatant than the
2: one on us because the, the receiver actually fell down. Um, the corner's head wasn't turned. It, that was definite pass interference, I believe. Um, looks like, is that Grayson Roberts on the wide
1: side? Grayson there? Roberts was the one that they interfered with. I'm not sure he could have caught the football. I don't think so either. They don't seem to take that into consideration anymore. Not today. <laughs> so the penalty will knock it down inside the thirty to the twenty six yard line. Three forty one remaining in the third. Tell so you what, if the Lions can find a way to score a touchdown here, we're right back in this ball game. Absolutely.
2: Defense has gained a little momentum. The offense is playing well under Tomlin the last two series. It's the only with the one with Cyrus out there that's been the struggle. Um, they must abandon the running game
1: completely so far, so we've got to see what Chayton can do. Tomlin with Presswood to his left. Rolls out to the right. Heavy rush. He's going to throw it out to the sideline. Complete on the play to Roberts inside the 25 to the 23-yard line for a gain of three. Well, he was under a heavy rush, and he just got it away. They came with the blitz, and Tomlin rolled away from it. The ball DePaul has been blitzing all night. I don't know that they've ran a
2: play where they didn't rush more than their initial three down linemen. Second. I mean, coming from
1: all over, so it's tough to tough to block. Second and a long seven. Now they're standing over the A-gap. Tomlin looks to his left. He's going to run the ball right up the middle across the 25 to the 23-yard line. And he picked up about a yard on the play. That thing closed up quickly. And it'll be now third down and six yards to go for the Lions. Ball at the 23-yard line of DePaul. I would say that the Lions are in two-down territory here because they really need a touchdown. If they gain anything, I think so. If not, I think they might kick the field goal um, just to get points on the board, change the scoreboard. Tomlin, out of the shotgun. He gets the snap. Drops straight back. He's going to throw it into the end zone over the middle. It is complete. The sprawl down to the one-yard line. That's a great catch by Kendall Crowl there. 22 yards on the reception, first and goal for the Lions at the 1. Big, big touchdown right here. we got to get this. we got to get it and get it quick. They're lining up quickly, trying to catch this Tiger defense off guard. Tomlin, audibilizing at the line of scrimmage. He's got the spread offense. Presswood behind him in the backfield. Drops straight back. Tomlin's going to throw it into the end zone. It's complete to Roberts. Touchdown, Lions. That's it.
2: That is another check by Chayton Tomlin there. That was one of those check-with-me type routes. Grayson had one, and Tomlin had the ability to check him to another one, and he checked him to a
1: quick slam for the touchdown. Good throw by Chayton. That makes it 28-13 with two sixteen remaining in the third quarter, and Porter will come in to attempt the extra point. Big, big series of events for the Lions in the last three minutes.
2: Yeah, we're right back in the ballgame because of it.
1: Porter... For the extra point, puts it up, and it is through. 2.16 left to go in the third. Your score. It's now to Paw 28, Mount St. Joe 14. The Major League Baseball playoffs are right around the corner. The Cleveland Indians are attempting to go one step further than last year, while the Cincinnati Reds work to get where the Indians are. I'm Dave Mitchell. Join Mark Donahue and I every Monday night at 9 o'clock for the Ohio Baseball Weekly Show on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Mark and I will discuss both teams and the stories around the games. Join us Monday nights at 9 p.m. for the Ohio Baseball Weekly Show or anytime on iTunes or archived on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Dave Mitchell, Blake Watson back here at Shuler Field. 216 left to go in the third quarter of play and... The Lions are right back in it. It's 28-14 as they score the touchdown on the one yard reception to Grayson Roberts. That gets the Lions right back in the ball game. I
2: mean, it's, it's a two score game, more than 15 minutes, 17 minutes to play. Um, they can find a way to stop this DePaul offense again, maybe force another
1: turnover. We are right back in this football game, Dave. So Porter will kick it off, set to return is Hap. Heff, excuse me, and Hunt for DePaw. And Porter kicks it deep, and it'll be taken in by Hunt at his 5. He's going to cut it up the near side to the 10, to the 15, down to the middle of the field, to the 20, 25, and he's going to be knocked down at the 30. Boy, he took a shoulder right into the solar plexus. At the 30-yard line, and that is where DePaul will start at their own 30-yard line with 2:07 to go in the third.
2: No starting quarterback. Tyler Hanna on the care, on the tackle on special teams. Um, line starting to pull out all the spots, all the stops a little bit. Playing guys both ways. Um, playing their starters on special teams.
1: Trying to get a big play. Well, the crowd starting to get back into this one. Tyler Hanna on the near side, really exhorting the crowd now to get into this one, Labus will bring the offense out for DePaul, and they have not been stopped except for a couple of occasions here tonight, but the Lions need to come up with a big stop on this possession, handoff goes to Lopez, off left tackle, he's going to be stacked up and down right at the down marker, gain of maybe a half a yard on the play no more than that, and it's second down and a long nine 155 and running. Left in the third.
2: Lions, big stop on first down there. Second
1: down, long get,
2: nine. Got to get DePaul behind the chains here, get him behind schedule.
1: Blitz by Mount St. Joe. Labus is going to throw it up the left side and it is incomplete. Good play in the backfield by the Lions, but Labus got hit with some heavy pressure.
2: Yeah, that was Tavon Robertson on the coverage. Uh, From here, kind of looked like the rest may have wanted to pull a flag out of their pockets. Every play that looks similar to that in this game has been flagged, so I'm kind of
1: surprised it wasn't. But this crowd is really coming to life for the Lions. 1.33 left to go in the third. Lions down by 14. Trips to the near side for DePaul. Single setback. Is Lopez out wide left? Is Hunt ball in the far hash mark? Labus gets the snap, throws over the middle, incomplete to Hunt, and it's punting time for DePaul That was a catchable ball too
2: there for Hunt. Um, <laughs> he's actually got to bring that one in. We'll take it as Lions fans, but coverage was okay. The ball placement was perfect by the quarterback.
1: We got to get a big return here. Tucker single setback for the Lions. He'll. Collected in at about his own 25-yard line. They'll punt it away from their 31. Glines is the up back. And now Tucker's coming up even closer to about the 35-yard line. Seago will punt the football away. Good snap. Gets the punt away. It's a high, short punt. And it will be taken in by Glines on the fair catch at his own 37-yard line. 32-yard punt. And I believe there's a flag on the play called by the side judge they Are going to call a sideline infraction? Normally they get a warning on that. I think they still throw the flag for it. But even then, the
2: ball was nowhere near the, the sideline. I don't understand why there would be a sideline infraction.
1: It almost looked like one of the Mount St. Joe coaches was on his way out on the field as Glines was picking himself up. The officials are going to talk about it. And let's see what it is. It is a sideline infraction warning. Is it a warning? Are they going to actually penalize? They normally give you a warning to start out. Well, it looks like they're just going to go with the warning. All right. My question is
2: why even the warning, because as soon as Glines is on the ground, he's down. The play is over.
1: Unless the official ran into one of the coaches on the sideline. That's line, we probably don't know. what Ball at the was. 39-yard line. First and 10 for the Lions. A minute 20 to go in the third. Handoff. Fake handoff. Tomlin's going to keep it off right tackle. Cuts it out to the right side across the 40. Out to the 43-yard line where he's hitting down outside. He did a lot of running to just pick up three yards.
2: Yeah, that was... Grayson Roberts almost made a big block on that wide side to spring him. He made the right call by not handing it off. The, right. The, the original run was not blocked well. Um...
1: Second and a long six. Ball out to the 43-yard line. little stack
2: formation here where the wide receivers are stacked up. First time we've seen that tonight.
1: Under a minute left to go, under 50 seconds left to go in the third. Tomlin drops straight back, looks out to his right, complete on the play to Roberts, and then he dropped the football. Incomplete. He got hit, caught the football, got hit, and dropped it. So an incomplete pass, and it brings up third and six.
2: There's that old make a football move. He caught it, got both feet down, but he never really moved. He dropped it pretty quickly. So it's
1: third and six now for the Lions, and this is a big, big play.
2: 41 seconds left in the, in the third quarter. I bet if they get close, this might again be two down territory. If they, get, if they get four or five here, I think you go for it.
1: They're still in their own territory. Ball at the 43-yard line. Now, lines, lines up slot right. Presswood to the right of Tomlin. Ball in the far hash mark. Dropping back Tomlin after the snap. Throws the ball over the middle. Complete over the middle to Sproul. Sproul's got the first down of the 40, and he's inside the 40 down to the 38-yard line.
2: Beautifully delivered ball by Chayton Tomlin there. And he was under duress again. Stepped up in, into the rush's face and
1: delivered a beautiful ball into the middle of the field. 19 yards on the reception and a first down for the Lions at the 39-yard line of Paw. Under 20 seconds and running left to go. Glines moves in motion to the right side. Now lines up slot right. Spread formation. Presswood to the right. Tomlin calling the play at the line of scrimmage. Ten seconds to go in the third. Tomlin is going to take the snap. Drops straight back. Looks down the middle. Steps up into the pocket. Throws over the middle. Complete down inside the 30 to the 27-yard line. Completion to Sprawl, And that is where the Lions will be. First and ten at the... The paw 27 yard line one return. We're at the end of the third quarter in your score. It's the paw 28 and Mount St Joe 14.
5: Here's farmer and businessman James Wood. We farm about 3,500 acres. There's pipelines everywhere. The contractor working on my property did not have the lines located before he began work and it resulted on a strike on a natural gas pipeline. Fortunately, no one was hurt but it could have been much worse. Enbridge reminds you to call 811 or click before you dig. Visit enbridge.com slash 811 to learn more. Here's farmer and businessman James Wood. We farm about 3,500 acres. There's pipelines everywhere.
1: Well, excuse me for that, but the Lions now have the football down inside Paw territory, and it will be first and ten from the 27-yard line of DePaul. Just an outstanding throw and catch by Sproul on that play, and the Lions, who enter this fourth quarter down by 14, have the football at the DePaul 27-yard line. Now the Lions are going from left to right across your computer screen. Tomlin with the football, waiting for the snap. He's got Presswood to his left, spread formation. Tomlin looking over the defense, dropping back is Tomlin. paw out of a blitz. Now Tomlin's to tuck it under. He's going to dive down to the 25 and a flag thrown right in the middle of the offensive line. And uh, it looks like it might be what? The center for Mount St. Joe, uh, Cole Teffi's helmet came off.
2: Um, I got I, I gotta believe it's going to be an illegal hands-to-face on the defense.
1: Well, that's the first play of the second half, or I'm sorry, the fourth quarter. No, not calling anything. And boy, Michael Tucker—he's saying, "Yeah, that's—it's against DePaul." This Mount St. Joe team, over the first game and three quarters, Blake has been a team of emotion. They yeah. get, when they get high, they're high. Well, and
2: if you see, what well, we've been talking about the whole game. It starts up front for the Lions. They're finally protecting Jaden and he is delivering for them. Um, the kid, again, we've said it the last two weeks, he's the same kid no matter what. It, en- it did end up being an illegal hands-on-face. That's on the what deep it is.
1: So that will be a 10-yard penalty, 15-yard penalty, excuse me, and it'll take it down to the 13-yard line. Half the distance to the goal. 14:53 remaining in the game. 28-14, DePaul. But Mount St. Joe knocking at the door on first and 10. From the DePaw 13, Tomlin, fake handoff, throws it into the right corner of the end zone to Tucker, overthrew him, and incomplete. Just really no chance of that pass being completed. Well well covered by DePaul.
2: Michael Tucker was trying to do a really good job of shielding the corner away from being able to get to it, and he just couldn't adjust and get get to that ball. Martin
1: into the ballgame now for Tucker as he leaves. Got Roberts and Glines out to the right side.
2: And then Sprawl and uh, D.J. Martin to the left. D.J. Martin's a big kid, super
1: athletic. Um, good target here in the red zone. He would probably normally be a tight end, but in this offense, he's a wide receiver. We don't really have tight ends. Yeah. <laughs> Hastings in the backfield. Now Tomlin's going to throw it to Hastings on the flat to the ten, to the five. Cuts back inside, dives forward to the one, and we have the no touchdown. What a run by Corey Hastings!
2: That is the Corey Hastings we have absolutely been wanting to see for two weeks. He caught that football and made people feel his pain. That, I mean, the kid ran a guy over to get in the end zone. That is a beautiful run
1: by 48th. Good design play by the Lions too. Absolutely. 13 yard touchdown reception and it's a 8 point ball game now. 28 to 20 and Porter will come in and try to make it a 7 point game with 14.34 left to go in the ball game. And the snap is down, the kick is up by Porter, and the kick is good. There's an official timeout on the field. The Lions are right back in it. 14:34 remaining. Your score, it's DePaul 28, Mount St. Joe 21. Interval Essence, Christian Books and Gifts, located on Cincinnati's west side, serving the tri-state area for 19 years. Cincinnati's one-stop shop for Christian books, gifts, art, music, and much more. Special orders are welcome. Find a new Bible in any version. Find books on devotionals, comfort and grief, prayer, marriage, and inspiration. Praise and worship music with instrumentals, greeting cards, jewelry, even clothing. Enhance your walk with the Lord with inner blessings, Christian books, and gifts on 4002 Harrison Avenue in Cincinnati. Open Tuesday through Saturday, closed Sunday and Monday. Well, twice in this ball game, DePaul has had 21 point leads. Now it's 28-21, with 14:34 remaining in the game, and DePaul leads it by seven. Boy, what a comeback! If they can complete this comeback by the Mount Saint Joseph Lions, Porter's going to kick it away. Hep and Hunt are back, set to return at their own five-yard line. The Lions defense has stiffened the last two possessions. They need to do it again on this possession. High end over end short kick by Porter taken in by Hep at his 15 to the 20 cuts to the near side to the 25 and he's run out of bounds at the 30 and the officials are going to call and personal foul against the Lions as he was well out of bounds when he threw Hep to the ground. He was at least 5 yards out of bounds when they threw hep to the ground. So that is an ill-advised personal foul against the Lions because all it does is set the paw up with some great field position when the Lions need to be able to stop these guys. 14-26 remaining in the ball game. 28-21 your score. The Lions down by a touchdown.
2: That's one of the penalties that might come back to really haunt you, Dave. Uh, Yeah, it was really ill-advised. Yeah, it was way out of bounds. It wasn't even close. Um, We had some guys in the press box think it wasn't a foul, but they I don't
1: know what they were watching. That was blatant. So that marks it up to the 47-yard line, still into paw territory, but first and ten for the Tigers. Pat Lapis drops back. Now he's going to run the ball up the middle. He's going to be hit and dropped after a yard gain. First time the Lions has stopped that play all night. <laughs> Absolutely. I've been praying for that stop all night. Uh,
2: that, that play is relatively simple to stop. You just got to be gap sound on
1: defense. And they haven't been all night except there. Second down, nine yards to go. Coming out wide to the left is Hagan. He just came back into the ball game. Lopez lined up to the left of Labus. Labus throws it out into the flat. intercepted by the Lions, and he's going to take it back to the 30. 25, and he's going to be cut down That is the 21-yard the line. That is the
2: biggest play of the game right there, Dave. I think that was um, number 24. It was Gavin Edmondson on the pick. The safety for the Lions broke on that
1: route and go. Air raid. air
2: ready
1: broke on that route and he ended up intercepting it and taking it all the way back to the DePaw. 20-yard line is where they will spot him 13:44 left to go in the game and the Lions are looking for the tying TD Presswood comes out with Tomlin trips to the left ball in the near hash mark Roberts the single setback to the right out of the shotgun Tomlin Takes a long time waiting for the snap from Cole Tepe. Now he drops straight back. He's going to throw it into the right side of the end zone to Roberts, and it goes right through his hands and incomplete. That's
2: a good route by Grayson, a good throw by Chayton, just a little bit out of his reach. It would have been really cool if Grayson could have come
1: down with that right on the quick change. I love the Lions going for the throat there, though. A lot of time left in this football game. We, 13-39.
2: We've talked about it a few times, Dave. This is, this team has been full of momentum swings this early in the year, and this is, they're on a big eye right now.
1: Tomlin, with trips to the left, drops straight back, looks down the middle, now rolls to the right. He's gonna be hit as he throws, and it will be incomplete. Very smart play
2: there by Chayton. Lived to play another down. He knew he didn't have anything. Gets it out of bounds.
1: Um, Getting up a little slow, He's though. He's going to feel this tomorrow.
2: Yeah, he, again, I've said it a few times. Chayton's not the biggest kid in the world. Um, so that really, them, them hits, after a while, I really wear on a little guy like him. 5'10, 165
1: pounds. And that 165 softball. might be generous. It might be. 13'31 left to go in the ballgame. A touchdown separates these two teams. DePaul with the lead, dropping straight back is Tomlin. He's going to look over the middle. It is incomplete. Tried to go to Glines and couldn't find him. Brandon Conley with the coverage out of South Bend. But again, Chayton doing
2: the little things that he does to help win ball games. That pass could have easily been picked off if he throws it up high. He throws it low, makes it where only his guy can catch it.
1: Now Jerry Porter is going to come in to attempt a field goal, and it will be a 38-yard attempt with 13.26 left to go. Porter with the ball on the near hash mark. Good snap. Ball is down. Kick is up, and the kick is good. Jerry Porter has been steady Eddie for the Lions so far this year. He has not missed a single kick so far this year. 13.20 left to go in the ball game. 28-24 your score now from Schuler Field here at Mount St. Joe University. So the Lions did not get what they wanted, which would have been the tying touchdown, but they come away with points anyway on the first second interception I should say thrown on the night by Matt Labus. Labus has really played well tonight for DePaul. But the Lions' defense, whatever the adjustments were that they made in the second half, they didn't start taking effect until about midway through that third quarter. And then the changes that the Lions' defensive staff made have really started to pay dividends.
2: And I'm not sure if it's been personnel or schematic. Um, they've rotated a few guys in on the defensive line. Looks like they rotated Tavon Robertson back to safety instead of corner, which seems to have had a big impact. The biggest things are stopping the run, and that's
1: all heart. Hep and Hunt. Back for the Tigers, set to return as Porter will kick it off from his own 35. Gets a high end-over-end kick, a boomer. It'll be taken in at the end zone by Heff. He's going to run it out of the end zone to the 5, to the 10, to the 15. Cuts to the left of the 20, and he's going to be brought down at the 23-yard line.
2: Uh, Nate Stone on the covers there for the Lions. Pretty good re- pretty good return. I mean, it's a high end-over-end kick again. There's not much you can do. They blocked it pretty well. The Lions did a good job of keeping it from them breaking it. 13-12 remaining in the game. The Lions, like like my athletic director, Steve McCliff, just said, the Lions have given themselves an opportunity to win this football game. That's all you can ask for. Yeah, especially as bad as they played in the first half. Um, they're, they're uh, I mean, a stop and a touchdown away from taking the lead. So... That's all really you can ask for after playing as bad as they did.
1: 28-24 year scored to Paul with a four point lead in the football at their own 24. Labus hands off up the middle to Lopez and Lopez is going to be dropped again right at the 27 yard line. A gain of just about a yard on the play. Earlier in the game,
2: every one of these runs for Lopez was three, four, five. Now they're one and two or no gain.
1: And, and that's the biggest difference in the ball game right now. Nate Stone with the tackle. He didn't play much last week against Capitol, but here tonight, boy, he has really made some big plays in this ball game with 12.45 remaining to go in the contest. 28-24 your score. DePaul with the lead. Henry the upback in the backfield. Labus drops back off the fake handoff. Now rolls out to his right, looking upfield. He's going to tuck it under across the 30, and he's going to be run out of bounds at about the 35-yard line, and then he's going to be hit late out of bounds, and another personal foul called against the Lions. They have had two of those personal foul calls on late hits out of bounds tonight that have not only been inopportune, but just uncalled for. Needless out-of-bounds penalties. And that's what it'll be, a personal foul against the Lions, and that'll be tacked on to the end of the run, which was down at the 39-yard line after a first down. And they'll mark off another 15 yards and take it inside Lions territory to the 46-yard line. 12-24 remaining in the game. It's a four-point DePauw lead, and they have it first and 10 at the Lions' 46. Labus with Lopez to his right. Hands it off to Lopez. Lopez sidesteps a tackler across the 45, inside the 45 to the 43-yard line. Gain of three yards on the carry brings up second and seven. Clock running 12 minutes exactly left to go in the ball game. Boy, have things changed here in the second half. It was 28-7, to and now all of a sudden it's 28-24. Second down, seven yards to go. Labus hands off to Lopez right up the middle, takes it to the 40 after a three-yard gain and stopped right at the 40-yard line. And it will be third down and four yards to go. They have been just three yards and a cloud of dust tonight. but Mainly it's been about four or five yards in a cloud of dust up until the last 16 minutes of this ballgame. Third and four. Ball resting at the 40 of Mount St. Joe. Labus with Lopez off to his right. Spread formation. Now Lopez moves to the left. Check it, that's Cleveland. Dropping back Labus. Labus is going to keep it right up the middle. He's going to be hit at the 40 and drop right away. Corey Harden with the play on the inside to bring Labus down before he could get away for the first down. No gain, fourth and four, and what will the Tigers do? They will punt it away and play field position. The Lions' big nose tackle
2: was actually engaged by the guard on that play. Um, he did a great job of using his hands, separating his
1: body from the guard, spinning it into the hole and making a fantastic tackle there. <laughs> 28-24, paw, and they will punt the ball away from the Lions' 40-yard line. They want to try to pin... The Lions back deep in their own territory. Sego will punt it away from about midfield. Gets the punt away. High, spinning punt. Be taken in by Tucker on the fair catch at the 12-yard line. I was going to say before that kick that the Lions needed to avoid the
2: big mistake on that punt. And I didn't mean a muff, and I wasn't going to mean a muff. <laughs> I meant, you know, making the wrong read. Fair catch it, get the ball, and let's... Get our offense
1: on the field. Yeah, pull a New England Patriots when Edelman, all they care about is just catching the punt. Catch the football. Yeah, just keep the football. I mean, again, similar to what
2: we've said a few different times, it's all about taking what the defense or the return team gives you.
1: 10-22 remaining in the game. Ball back at the 12-yard line. Tomlin starts first and 10. Spread formation. Handoff goes to Hastings, and Hastings is going to take it up to the 15th, struggles forward to the 16th gain of about three on the carry the Lions are running it just a little bit here to
2: try to keep the Paul's defense honest, they, they know right now that they have to throw the football, that's the only
1: way they've been successful in the game third and seven, or check it second down, seven yards to go again, spread formation Hastings to the right of Tomlin who takes his time 9.50 remaining to go in the ball game, Tomlin now audibilizing at the line of scrimmage and he'll take the snap from Cole Tepe, Drops straight back. Throws it out to the left-hand side. Incomplete. Somewhere, someway, there was some miscommunication between the receivers and Tomlin on that one. Trying to figure out who that was intended for. It's going to be third down and seven.
2: Uh, there was some miscommunication. I think Chayton thought the outside receiver was going to break off his
1: route, and he didn't third down seven Tomlin with Hastings to his right spread formation ball at the 17-yard line dropping back Tomlin straight back looks down the middle he's got Glines ball tipped up in the air and incomplete tried to force it into the middle of double coverage that was Sproul excuse me not Glines Sproul the Glines ran that route quite a few times in the game um,
2: and it, it was not a good decision to make that throw by Chayton, but that may have been his only opportunity to get the first down. Going to rely on the big leg of Jerry
1: Porter again here. Hopefully he can hit us a bomb. Yep, he'll come in to punt the football away from his own 17-yard line. 9:34, and stopped. Left to go in the ball game. 28-24, DePaul with a four-point lead. They're going to get the football back. Good snap from center, Porter is going to get the football away, high spiral, it's going to hit at the 45, taken in by Hunt, Hunt's going to run backwards, he's going to be dropped at the 40, he caught it at the 45, ran backwards and lost 5 yards on the return.
2: Great coverage by the Lions, running back Darius Pearson makes that tackle, really good job getting down the field as a gunner. Broke free of, of the guy blocking him and made the tackle. Really that was a
1: job. 44-yard punt.
2: Jerry Porter, regardless of whether or not the Lions win or lose, Jerry Porter is the MVP of the
1: game. I'll tell you one thing. There's going to be an NFL team sooner or later that's going to invite him he, to a camp. He's so consistent. Um, I don't know that he's got the big booming leg, but he's also never been
2: trained at the highest level. Um, he's super, super consistent. Like we said a few times, he hasn't missed a kick this year so far. Um, he's pretty, I think as a punter, I think he's got a pretty good opportunity he, of I don't know what his average is, but it's, it's got to be mid-40s that he's averaging per punt today.
1: Ball resting at the 40-yard line into paw territory. Labus drops straight back, looks over the middle. He's going to go deep on the play, and it is to hunt, and he caught the ball at the 25-yard line. Tavon Robertson
2: tried to go over the top and make a play on the football, and he tripped.
1: 35 um, yards on the reception. He got his feet tangled up with Hunt, and Hunt just had the angle to make the catch. Ball at the 25-yard line of St. Joe. First and ten for DePaul. But again, Nine minutes
4: exactly. Yeah,
2: there's plenty of time left. The Lions just got to bend, don't break. They can, they can give up a field goal
1: here, but they just got to... Two running backs in the backfield. Goal. Fake handoff. Dropping back Labus. Throws again into the middle of the field over to Hunt, and Hunt couldn't catch up with it. Incomplete. The deep safety in the middle of the field
2: is getting sucked in a little too much on that play. To, for now, uh...
1: yeah, the one thing that St. Joe was doing earlier was they were playing two two safeties deep, but now they seem to be brought back up near the top. 8:47 left to go in the ball game. 28-24 the score. Labus looking over to the sideline to Bill Lynch for the play. He's got Henry. And Lopez to the right of it. Labus, handoff, the Lopez. Lopez inside the 25 and drop down at the 23 yard line for a gain of two on the carry and it will bring up third down and eight.
2: If DePaul wants to run it again or throw it short, just make the tackle, let him kick the field goal and, and keep it, uh, keep yourself in touchdown range. It's
1: all the Lions really gotta do right now. and running. Again, Lapis trying to run as much time off the clock as he can. Which is a smart play. Um, The Lions got to find a way to get off the field here on third down. Eight seconds left on the play clock. Lapis out of the shotgun. Four seconds, three seconds. Just got the play off. Drops straight back, throws over the middle. It is complete on the play to the 10 and a first down. It's a really good route. Looks like Hunt again. That Hunt kid is catching every ball. Check that. It wasn't Hunt. That time it was Nolan Ayers. But every time he's needed a big play tonight, he's gone to Hunt. First down for Depa at the 10-yard line, and it will be first and goal. They're just inside the 10. Lopez to the left of Labus. 7.50 left to go. Hand off Lopez. Lopez right up the middle. Cuts to the left. Takes it down to the 1. Dives forward. And he's in for the score.
2: That's, that's a tough break there for the Lions. They had a good shot to get off the field. Third and long. Um, good route. Good catch. And then capped it off with a touchdown run.
1: Seven forty-two remaining in the ball game. Game's and now far, game's far from over, though, Dave. It's a ten-point lead by the Tigers.
2: I mean, Lions have shown they can score pretty quickly. Um, They just got to continue to protect the Tomlin, and then find a way to get off the field on third down defensively. And they got a chance to get back in this football
1: game. So Tanner will come in to attempt the extra point, as we've said, he's a sidewinder. A lot of movement up front, but the ball is snapped, kick is up. And the kick is no good. He missed it wide left. 7.42 left to go in the ball game. And your score, it's DePauw 34, Mount St. Joe 24.
5: You want to advance your career through education, but you have a busy family and work schedule. Mount St. Joseph can help. The Mounts School of Business offers an MBA program on Saturday mornings where you can earn your master's degree in two years. Courses are led by faculty who are experts in their areas and taken one at a time, and the GMAT is not required for admission. Classes every Saturday can make a huge difference in your life and your career. Learn more about the Saturday MBA program. Visit msj. Edu/mba.
1: Seven forty-two remaining in the ball game, and what a big, big miss by Jake Tanner Blake. That that puts it keeps it right at ten.
2: Yeah, that could end up. That that could really loom large there. Um... The Lions have got to find a way to score relatively quickly, get the football back. That's going to be the big, big problem for the Lions. They've struggled on defense all night, but
1: they've got all three timeouts left. The Paw has only got two remaining. Keep that in mind. Tanner's going to kick it away. He's going to squib it along the field, and it's picked up by Tucker at his 15 to the 20 to the 25, and he'll be dropped right there at about the 25 yard line. The marker just shy of the 25
0: i got a
2: feeling this flag's going to end up being on the Lions. Um, holding on the offense. Backs them up. Holding? I think so.
1: And that is. It's holding against the Lions. So that will mark them back probably about half the distance to the goal. 7.32 remaining in the ball game.
2: That's second big foul for the Lions.
1: And they'll mark it back to the 14-yard line. So, now the Lions have got their backs against their own goal line. 7.32 left to go, and they need to move the football quickly. First and 10 from their own 14. Tomlin with Presswood in the backfield now. Trips out wide to the left out of the spread. Fake handoff. Now it goes to Presswood. Presswood's going to run it, cut it back to the left, and he's going to be hit and dropped for a two-yard loss at the 12.
2: Again, he's got to make three guys miss to get a one-yard loss. The offensive line is not run block well at all tonight. When the Lions abandon the run, they've done relatively well. I think he seems to come back in the game here. He is. He's a
1: little bit better of a pass catcher and a
2: protector. But he's
1: moving out to the left. He's going slot left. Empty backfield. Dropping back Tomlin. Tomlin looking upfield. Good protection. He's going to cut it to his left and run it upfield across the 15. And he's going to be run out of bounds at the 16. And why they didn't call a personal foul on that, they tackled Tomlin three yards out of bounds. This officiating crew is really struggling
2: tonight. Um, And and they've struggled both ways. I I don't want to sound like a
1: homer, but more of them have cost the Lions. But that's absolutely a penalty. Third down, 7 Lions desperately need a first down here. Hastings in the backfield. Spread formation. Dropping back Tomlin. Tomlin gets a good block from Hastings. Rolls out to the right. He's going to throw it to Roberts. It is complete at the 30-yard line. Flag down on the play immediately after Roberts got hit. And let's see what the call is. You might get a targeting penalty here. And as the officials now are going to confer again... which is a surprise because these conferences that the officials have been performing tonight have not turned out very well. They definitely haven't turned on the
2: Lions favor tonight, that's for sure. But its I don't know what it is.
1: We're going to wait and see as the officials are continuing to chat about it off to the side with 6.28 left to go in this ball game. It's a 10-point DePaul lead. One thing about it, the Lions have shown a lot of heart here tonight, Blake, to get back into this ball game, They could have easily just packed up the tent and gone home.
2: This is a really good DePaul football team. The it Lions is. are flying tonight. Um, regardless, the Heartland Collegiate Athletic Conference is better be on notice. Uh,
1: are they saying no flag? No personal foul against DePaul. They called it an incomplete pass, too. Okay, well, the personal foul is going to give the Lions a first down anyway. Yeah. Um, I'm of the opinion that if you have to talk that long about it, th- it there's nothing there. I-, I thought
2: it was a bit of a personal foul or a bit of a questionable play. As it happened, it's hard for us to see because we're looking through the guys there. It's happened on this
1: near sideline. The Lions are right in front of us. So that will move it out to the 32-yard line, first and 10 for the Lions. 6.28 left to go in the ball game.
2: Go empty again here.
1: Spread formation. Three receivers out to the far side. Tomlin drops back. Pump fake. He's going to throw it up the right Six. side, and it's in, intercepted. He tried to get it to Roberts on the pump fake, and he just did not throw it over the defensive back's outstretched arms, and that's Brooks Hep, the cornerback, who came up with the interception. Uh, it was a bad decision. The corner didn't bite. He never – they can't make that throw. So 6.22 left to go. DePaul's going to take the football over. With Right at midfield is where they will spot the football. 34-24, and again, the defense has got to make a stop here.
2: Uh, quickly, yes, very, very quickly. If if you're DePaul, you run the ball three times and punt it if you have to. Um, you try to play for the first down, but you want the clock to move no matter what you do. I wouldn't be shocked to see him go to that quick quarterback draw again.
1: Labus. The quarterback handoff up the middle and it goes to Lopez again, of course, and Lopez is going to run it down to the forty six yard line for a gain of four, and it's second and six. Six oh five remaining in the ball game. Now under six minutes. Second down, six yards to go, 34-24 to Paul. Lions will be back home next week to start the Heartland Conference schedule against Bluffton, who's 0-2 heading into the game. Labus with the ball to 46, using up most of the play clock Two just gets it off, throws over the middle on a slant incomplete inside the 40 to the 38-yard line for a gain of 10 and a first down.
2: DePaul does not fear the defensive backs for the Lions no. in any way. They have throwing right there, second and long, six
1: minutes to go, 10-point lead throwing there is almost disrespectful. 5-21 remaining. Another first down would just about end this thing.
2: Yeah, it's getting really close. Lions are getting to a point where they're going to have to think about using their timeouts.
1: 34-24 DePaul. So it's first down and 10 now for the Tigers at the 38-yard line of the Lions. handoff off of the middle. Lopez cuts it to the 30. He's got the first down. 25 inside the 25 and down to the 23-yard line. 15-yard pickup on the play. Nice run by Lopez. That's the biggest run I think he's had all night. Yeah, they've all been like ch- no chunk plays. He's been
2: positive pretty much every rush, but no chunk plays.
1: That's 4.42 left to go ball resting at the 23-yard line of St. Joe. Lions came into this one winners of seven of their last eight. DePaul had won their last three a year ago and this was their opening game of the year. So the ball at the 23-yard line. High snap to Levis, but he hands it off to Lopez. Lopez right up the middle across the 20, down inside the 20, to the 15-yard line where he'll be stopped right there. Gain of about 8 on the carry. How tough is it, Blake, though? I mean, DePaul hasn't made it look tough, but to have the first week be a bye.
2: Uh,
1: yeah. I don't know how I would handle that as a coach. I'd like to get my
2: guys out and play right away. Yeah, it, you, you get no better during that week was the biggest issue. I mean, you can practice all you want against yourselves, but you don't find out what you are until you play against somebody else. And, I mean, I don't think DePaul's in any way, shape, or form displeased with the way their team's played today um, against a solid Lions football team. They pretty much dominated the action.
1: Second down and two yards to go, ball at the 13-yard line and 15-yard line, and they'll take it down inside the 13. And Lopez is very close to a first down. 324 remaining in the game. Lions are starting to show some frustration now as they're shuttling people in and out, and they are not very happy coming off the field. They're going to spot him just shy of the first down, I believe. And they're going to bring the sticks in. Yep, they're going to bring the sticks in to measure this one. It's our first measurement of the year. Yes,
2: it is. I'm really surprised. We didn't have one all, all last week. we got our men's basketball team out on the sticks tonight. Um, I'm not sure they know what they're doing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and let's see. As they line it up, first it will down. be a first down.
2: That may be the ball game there, Dave. 323.
1: Um, Short of a turnover, the Lions are in, in bad shape. Yeah. 3.23 left to go in the ball game. 34-24 your score here at Schulerfield. Field. Ball at the 13. First down, 10 yards to go. And Labus as the clock now will start and running. We're under 3.10 remaining in the ball game. We'll go over scores. Won't have a lot of stats to go over at the end of the ball game, but we'll go over scores and preview next week's game with Bluffton coming up on our post game show after this one Lopez to the right of Labus, ball on the far side, Lopez gets the handoff, he'll take it inside the 10 and that's where he'll be stopped up and down you know one thing I've seen most of the night tonight Blake is that the offensive line for DePaul never stops blocking no matter where they are on the field until that whistle blows Uh,
2: yeah they do a very good job of keep turning their feet, they also do a really good job of not getting blown backwards um, that's how a lot of running plays end up getting blown up. Is is one man on the offensive line gets beat, and save for a few times tonight, it hasn't happened.
1: And Bill Lynch, who's led this team to consecutive eight and two seasons, well, I'll tell you one thing, he wasn't named the coach of Indiana for no reason at all. Yeah, he's and he's got a
2: really good football team here.
1: Lopez to the left, he get the fake hand. Uh, he'll get the handoff. Excuse me, that's Henry. Henry's going to take it down inside the five. He keeps moving, and he'll be stacked up and down at the two, but it's a first down and goal now for DePaul with two minutes exactly, two minutes and one second now as the clock stops. Left to go in the game. Now the clock is going to run as we're under two minutes left to go. 34-24. Ohio State with an early lead on Oklahoma in their game. They beat Oklahoma last year. Stop Joe Mixon, who's now a Cincinnati Bengal. Pretty so well I hope we'll year. run wild tomorrow. <laughs> Henry, the setback with Lopez to the left, and Lopez gets the handoff up the middle into the end zone for the score. That's Touchdown to just- Paw, and that should just about wrap things up. I really the minute wish and a half we had to go.
2: statistics to know what, what type of rushing yardage that the ball has. It's got to be crazy. It really
1: does. Yeah, I mean, they've they- run the ball at ease,
2: or with ease the entire night. It has not stopped.
1: And, lo- and it's been mainly Lopez. Probably about 95% And Lopez. those quarterback
2: keepers were really big early in the game. They haven't ran one in a while, which makes sense. You're up three touchdowns. Why...
1: Get your quarterback hurt. So Tanner will attempt the extra point. He missed the last one. He puts this one up, and it is good. A minute and a half left to go in the ball game. Your score from Schuler Field. It's now DePaul forty-one, Mount St. Joe twenty-four. Do you own or manage a business, work with school athletics? Make a great first impression with Murphy's Promotions. Make your name known. Murphy's Promotions will make your business stand out from the crowd. Murphy's Promotions specializes in silk screening, custom embroidery, and promotional products. Brand your business today by using Murphy's Promotions. Use your logo on shirts, hats, jackets, bags, and much more. Murphy's can also take care of your promotional products. Pens, pencils, bags, and blankets. Murphy's Promotions, 330-464-1970. If you like great food at a great price and great company, JTAP's Sports Bar and Grill on Glenway is the place. The official home for Mount St. Joseph Lions football before and after every game. Pete and his staff provide fast and attentive service with the food and their excellent craft beer selection with 20 different names on tap. On Sundays, Tap has the NFL Sunday Ticket, with a different game on each screen. Monday is wing night, Tuesday is boneless night, and Wednesday is gyro night. Open at 11 a.m. every day at JTAP Sports Bar & Grill on 6441 Glenway Avenue in Cincinnati. Your home for Mount St. Joe Lions football. minute and a half to go here tonight. And DePaul has pretty much put this thing away. They lead by 17, 41-24. But the Lions, boy, they have shown a lot of heart in this one. They could have packed up the bags and gone home, but they didn't. They've battled back into this one, and pod just pulled it away. Taking in the kickoff is Tucker at his own 15, to the 20, to the 25, and he tiptoes out of bounds, gang-tackled by four or five Tiger tacklers. Out of bounds at the 26-yard line with a minute 22 left to go. So barring a major miracle here tonight, the Lions' record will even up at 1-1 and as they head into conference play next week here at home against Bluffton. Yeah, it's just been a tough n- tough night all night for the Lions. Um, nothing's really worked. Boy, spread formation here. you got trips out to the far side and duo receivers to the near side. And the pass is complete to Martin. And Martin will be run out of bounds at the 29-yard line. Minute 16, clock stops as he went out of bounds. Gain of just about a yard on that completion. Second down and a long eight. Empty backfield out of the spread. Tomlin looks up the middle. Now he's going to tuck it under. He's going to run it, and he'll be brought down right at the 30-yard line. It doesn't matter what Tomlin has done tonight. There's When he has tried to run that out of the backfield, there's been somebody there for DePaul to catch it's, up it's with It's been him. discipline on the default
2: DePaul defensive side. They're not over-pursuing. Um, the ends are getting off-field and holding their position so that they can collapse on that run when Tomlin tries to do it
1: third down seven. Tomlin steps up away from the rush, throws it over the middle, complete to Tucker at the 46-47 yard line. First down on the play after a gain of 18 on the reception. 44 seconds left to go in the ballgame. Tomlin's got to do more of that. He's got to do more of uh, escaping the pocket to throw the football, not just escaping it to run. Spread formation, 35 seconds left to go in the ballgame. Dropping back Tomlin, he's going to throw it up the left side and past the intended receiver Sprawls. 29.6 seconds to go. Clock stops on the incompletion. Sproul, the senior, 5'9", 175 pounds. He's had a good night tonight. He's one of the few that has had a decent night this evening for the Lions, along with Porter dropping straight back as Tomlin. Now he steps up in the pocket, throws over the middle, complete to Tucker. Into DePaw territory inside the 45 to the 44-yard line. Gain of nine on the catch and it'll bring up third down and about a yard to go. With 15 seconds left. This will
2: be one of the last one or two plays the Lions get to run.
1: Tomlin drops straight back. He's going to throw the ball over the middle. The Lions complete at the 25 and that should do it. Well the clock will stop so they can move the chain. One more play. Tomlin's going to come up after the first down. 4 seconds, Tomlin. Is he going to get the play off? He does. This will be the last play of the game. Tomlin steps up, rolls to his right. He looks into the end zone, throws into the end zone and it is complete for the what touchdown a by Grayson Roberts. He kept his feet in the end zone and it's a touchdown. And that'll cover the point spread.
2: <laughs> That's yeah, the The guys in Vegas aren't happy with that touchdown.
1: And let's see, are they going to even attempt the extra point? I think by the rule they have to. Well, the coaches are going to meet at midfield. Bill Lynch and Hopperton are meeting at midfield and shaking hands. Now the players will, and they won't even go for the extra point. That'll do it for tonight. Your final score here this evening in the opening home game of the season. It was DePaul 41 and Mount St. Joe 30. We'll be back to wrap things up after this Time
5: out. Jim Lachey, Ohio State football All-American and NFL Super Bowl champion on Achievement. Hi, I'm Jim Lachey. Studies show that students who play school sports tend to have better attendance records, higher grade point average, fewer discipline problems, and are more likely to pursue a college education. High school sports also teaches leadership, character, and provide the foundation for becoming a good citizen. Let's respect the game, and remember to always keep the student first and student-athlete. This message brought to you by the Ohio High School Athletic Association.
1: It's a new season for the Mount St. Joseph football team. As week two approaches next Saturday, the Lions open the home portion of the season with the Paw. It's the only night game of the regular season for the Lions, so come out to the game and enjoy the festivities under the lights. I'm Dave Mitchell. Join Blake Watson and I next Saturday night for all the action, beginning with the PNC Bank pregame show at 6 and the kickoff at 6.30. But before that, tune in for Lions Rewind, a replay of the most important part of this week's game. The Lions host a pawn next Saturday night at 6 on UltimateSportsTalk.com.
5: Did you know that scoliosis is a curvature of the spine that affects more than 6 million Americans? With no known cause, it most often turns up during adolescence. Early detection is key to successful treatment. That's why Shriners Hospitals for Children is reminding parents to have their kids' spines checked every year. Download our free Spine Screen app and do a quick check at home today.
1: Dave Mitchell and Blake Watson back here Your final score here this evening DePauw 41 and Mount St. Joe 30 So the Lions record evens up at 1-1 and on the season Tyler Hopperton suffering his first loss as head coach Meanwhile DePauw now 1-0 This was their opening game of the year And under Bill Lynch in the last five years DePauw is now 36-15 and overall under Lynch as head coach. Now next week, the Lions will be back at home as they will be taking on the Bluffton Beavers. That game will be at 1.30. We'll be on the air with the pregame show at 1 o'clock here on ultimatesportstalk.com. Let's try to get some scores in here for you uh, from the Heartland Conference here this evening. Millican Yu is leading Rose Holman in the fourth quarter, 14-13. Uh, we've got a final here. Hiram over Earlham, 63-41. and beat Bluffton, 55-14. So Bluffton will come into the game next Saturday against the Lions with a record of 0-2. Ashland is leading Ohio Dominican 30-20 in their game. Butler defeated Franklin tonight, 43-24. And it was the College of Worcester beating Allegheny by a final score of 49-35. And in the Ohio State game, a couple of minutes left to go in the half. They're tied up at 3-3 with Oklahoma in the shoe. We'll be back to wrap things up from Shuler Field right after this final timeout.
5: Look around you. One in four kids in the U.S. faces hunger. It's not always easy to see the signs, but in this land of plenty, there are kids that don't know where they will get their next meal. Join Share Our Strength in Food Network and take the pledge to end childhood hunger here in America by 2015. Learn how at NoKidHungry.org. Their next meal could come from you. This is what matters. This is beyond X's and O's. This is the difference mutual respect makes. This is what character looks like. This is what defines us in Ohio. This is sportsmanship. School sports, it's not the outcome that matters most, but the way the games are played. This message presented by the Ohio High School Athletic Association and the Ohio Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association.
1: So your final score once again, DePauw 41 and Mount St. Joe 30. Our next broadcast game comes up next Saturday afternoon. And that will be here back at Schuler Field as Mount St. Joe will take on the Bluffton Beavers. Mount St. Joe will be one and one as they enter the ball game. Bluffton is 0 and 2 as they enter that contest. And then Friday night we'll be bringing you a special high school football game as we'll be bringing you the Roger Bacon game against McNichols. And that will be on Friday evening at 7 o'clock. We'll be on the air at about 6:45 with. The pregame show, so be sure to join us then here on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Our thanks to Steve Radcliffe, the Athletic Director here at Mount St. Joe University, and also to Blake Watson for helping us out here this evening, the Sports Information Director. Our thanks to Bill Lynch, the Head Coach at... DePaul University and also the head coach here at Mount St. Joe, Tyler Hopperton. Our thanks to all of our sponsors here this evening but most of all our thanks go out to you for listening here tonight. I'm Dave Mitchell for Blake Watson reminding you one more time the final score on this Saturday night in game 2 of the regular season. It was DePaul 41 and Mount St. Joe 30. Until next Saturday have a good night everybody. You've been listening to an UltimateSportsTalk.com presentation of Mount St. Joseph University football. This game has been brought to you by the Inner Blessings Christian Bookstore at 4002 Harrison Avenue in Cincinnati. Murphy's Promotions, call 330-464-1970. Mount St. Joseph University, The Wishbone on Del High. Casa de in Apple Creek, call 330-830-9760. And by JTAP Sports Bar at 6441 Glenway Avenue. Join us next time for Mount St. Joseph Lions Sports. This has been an Ultimate Sports Talk Internet Radio presentation.